It is time, folks. It is time for WrestleMania 31 right here on WrestleRant Radio. We are only five days away, and RJ and I could not be any more pumped. Brock Lesnar, breaking news here, folks, is staying with the WWE. It's a huge night here tonight on WrestleRant Radio, a two-hour spectacular only on EC Radio. Um, we got RJ here, myself. We've got Mike on the line returning it with, with us. How's it going tonight, Mike? What's going on, fellas? Another much, another much. We've also got Arden on the line. How's it going tonight, Arden? I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain. Sounds good. The WrestleMania Roundtable is back for full predictions for, for Sunday's WrestleMania 31 event. Live on the WWE Network. It's going to be a great show. Very much looking forward to it. But we might as well dissect the news right now. Breaking news as of only an hour ago. Arjo, you watched the interview yourself. Brock Lesnar is sticking with the WWE. So go right forward. But actually, even before we get into that... Mike, I want to discuss this real quick. Just want to give you a real quick shout-out before I forget by the end of the show because I know I'm going to forget all about it. You've got your own blog, buddy, and I would love to hear all about it. Just give us a quick link, what you guys write about, um, just to get it out of the way real quick before I forget later by any chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so uh, me and my buddies, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I actually haven't even written for it yet, so I'm about to. My first blog is going to go up tonight. Um, and it, it's called, the website's actually, uh, there's no www. It's hitting like hitting a baseball dot uh jim do uh j-i-m-d-o dot com uh and the twitter handle is at t-h-k uh sports um and basically it's just me and a handful of my buddies uh and we're you know right right about sports a guy who writes about basketball and you know a guy who writes about baseball another one who writes about entertainment and um you know i'm basically the uh resident uh, WWE slash uh, UFC guys. So I'm uh, getting my first blog out tonight, which I'm excited about. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Just a couple of friends, you know, having fun. Sounds good, brother. And like you said before, your first blog post will be on Brock Lesnar sticking with the WWE. So like I was saying before, RJ, you heard the news. You just played the interview for me. Brock Lesnar is great. That's all I'm going to say. This guy is an all-star. So, RJ, at first I want to get your thoughts on the signing because I would have never seen this coming. I think we've already established that. And uh, what the interview was like when the news broke. So I was sitting in my room just looking on my phone, Twitter, and it said ESPN. It said 10 minutes. Brock Lesnar is going to be live on ESPN for an interview. So I was like, you know what? I'll put it on ESPN. I didn't think anything of it. So Michelle Beadle, like, introduces um, Brock Lesnar, WWE champion. Then she just goes, and he has breaking news to tell you. And I was like, what the? And then he's just, like, saying, like, he has the fighter in him, wants to fight, but the father in him says he has to step away. So that he's staying with the WWE and signed last night and saying that he knows that his path of fighting was over and that he wants to have fun now and wrestle now and he said he loves how he's a part-timer making full pay. <laughs> that was a great line. Was so funny. Line of the night. Line of the night and then he just said he's just going to have fun and make money and it was a pretty good interview and said that like how people say like he hates the business. He said he loves the business just hates the bullshit on the side and um, that he can't wait to be back and Bring home that damn billet on Sunday, son. And a multi-year deal as well, right? A multi-year right? deal. So that makes this Sunday's event, if you couldn't already tell, that much more unpredictable between Brock Lesnar, the champion, and the challenger Roman Reigns. That's going to be a heck of a match, a heck of a night, a heck of a heck of a show on Sunday night at WrestleMania 31. We'll get to that prediction in just a little bit, but let's go around the horn here. Michael, start with you, or after RJ, of course. What were your thoughts on Brock Lesnar shockingly resigning with the WWE for a few more years? Oh, uh, well, honestly, I, I didn't even hear about it until uh, you actually texted it to me. Uh, actually, he just got a new phone the other day, and it sucks. It's a piece of shit, and <laughs> I don't have any apps on it, so I got to actually check that out. But I haven't been on Twitter yet. I haven't, haven't just walked in the door a while ago, so I haven't seen anything on it. So uh, 
just off the top of my head, um, honestly, it's just like you said, it makes Sunday a lot more unpredictable, uh, especially, and we'll get into it more, I'm sure, but especially after last night, I, I don't think that uh, the L.A. crowd was feeling rains too much. And uh, if that's a if that's the uh, preview of what's going to happen on Sunday, I, honestly, I think that, you know, uh, Vince and, you know, Triple H and, uh, and company, they need to... Uh, you know, maybe take a second look at you know what's gonna what's gonna happen on Sunday. Uh, it definitely makes things interesting. Uh, and like I said, we'll get into more in depth, I'm sure, in a little while. But uh, definitely, definitely makes things interesting. Not only does it amp up the interest and excitement for the main event match on Sunday, but think of all the possibilities. Because not only did he sign on for another year, but a couple more years, like RJ just said. It opens up the doors for a numerous, a many of possibilities. We were talking about this before we went on the air. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton, The Rock potentially next year. We'll talk about that a little bit later. That's been something that's been rumored. So there's a lot of different matchups that we can get with uh, old Brockia, the, the the next big thing or the current big thing, the, the current WWE World Heavyweight Champion um, going forward. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And he said he's done with MMA, by the way, too. Um, it's not like he's going to finish up here, go there. He said he's done. So that very much shocked me. But Arden, I'm going to get your thoughts. Uh, what was going through your head when you heard the news that Brock Lesnar was sticking with the WWE? It was, to be quite honest with you, when I first heard the news, I heard it right after I saw RJ tweet you that Brock was going to resign. So I immediately like searched on Twitter, no Brock Lesnar. But it turns out I felt a complete shock and a lot of happiness. You know, it's a, it's a big time move for the company. And it was definitely one that made me excited because, like you guys mentioned, it's a piece of something I think a lot of wrestling fans thought at the first moment, which is it makes Sunday a whole lot better because now you really don't know what could happen on Sunday. And even leading up to this resigning, a lot of reports were basically saying that even though Reigns Lesnar was always the plan at Mania, they just didn't know the finish. Why? Because obviously because of Brock Lesnar. So with him resigning, it's huge. And uh, I think it was you, Graham, you, you brought up the, the possibilities of certain guys he could face next year. All I would say is this. One of those guys you've mentioned not only could be at Mania, but it's very likely going to be Brock's opponent next year. And it's a match that Vince wants. He wants it. And you already know Brock's going to be uh, fine with it. So it makes not only this year's Mania much better, but next year's Mania a lot better too. So it's just really excited about the resigning. And of course, now I'm even looking forward to WrestleMania even more. Absolutely. And like you said, as we've talked about here on the show before, WrestleMania 32 is shaping up to be that much bigger as it's going to be in the AT&T Center in... Arlington, Texas, right? Not Dallas. The Arlington, Texas area. It's going to be huge. They want to build up that show as much as possible, like we speculated before. Maybe Undertaker Sting, Rock Rock match, and a match they were going to do a couple years ago, too. That was originally supposed to happen at WrestleMania 30. So after the whole Rock thing and he got injured, blah, 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 plans changed. So there's a very realistic possibility that we see that next year. And like you said, Arden, we could very well see Rocky on Sunday. So there's a lot of questions with not enough answers going into WrestleMania. But Speaking yeah. of WrestleMania 31, the lights are on bright, baby. WrestleMania 31 on Sunday. It's going to be a great show. We'll kick it off right now. we got two hours, but we're going to run through these. We're going to go very in-depth with our picks here. Not just who we think who's going to win, but why and how and whatever else. Starting off with the kickoff show for the WWE Tag Team titles. Cesaro and Kid defending against The Usos, Los Matadores, and The New Day. Pretty much a repeat of what we saw last year on the kickoff show. But RJ, I'll start with you. What is your prediction for the Tag Team title match on Sunday? Um, 
I think this is going to be a prediction that most people will not like, but I think there will be new tag team champions on Sunday. And I think it's going to be the Los Matadores. And I think they've been... Oh, God. It sounds bad. <laughs> I know, people. I know it sounds bad, but they've been building these guys up. They've been winning weekly. That's a bold prediction. It's right a bold there, prediction. They've been winning weekly. They beat Tyson Cesaro in a non-title match a couple weeks ago. I couldn't tell you the last time they lost. They they threw, beat up the New Day a couple weeks ago. Usos, I'm pretty sure one of them are, is hurt, right? So they yeah, I think Jey Uso is Jey Uso hurt, hurt yeah. so I doubt they will win. I don't know. I think that they're trying to push Los Matadores. I hope it's not true. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a gut feeling that we're going to get new tag team champions at WrestleMania. So that said, we'll also kind of give two sides this year. Who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? Oh, I want K- Kid and Cesaro. Of course. And that goes without yeah. saying, yeah. Any expectations for the match? I think it'll be just like last year's. Is it even an elimination this year or no? That was not announced yet. They could announce it on the pre-show itself, though. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. They have ca- to. Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, it's four teams. I wouldn't... If it comes down to Cesaro, Kid, and the Usos, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah. But it's involving the Matadors. Once it New Day and... <laughs> why? I mean, I don't want to go on a huge tangent on this. Like we've talked about in the past, but why aren't Ascension in there, primetime players? They're in the Battle Royal instead, and they're not singles acts, whereas <laughs> the New Day and Matadors are... It doesn't make any sense, but um, the match itself, though, like we've talked about, should be very good. I'm not really enthralled with the outcome if it is <laughs> the Matadors, <laughs> but um, the match itself could be really, really good. So, Arden, I'll start with you, too. Um, what was your prediction, or what is your prediction with the tag team title match on Sunday, and who else would you like to see win? When it comes to this match, it's one, I'm going to go in with some low expectations. I'm going to be honest with you, but in terms of who I want to win, I'm just going to stick with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. I mean, when you look at everybody else, I think the Usos, you got to give them a break for the title. And um, the New Day, they completely failed with the New Day. I-, I remember watching the promo for the first time and actually getting somewhat excited about it. Nope, I was wrong. And Los Matadors as tag team champions, that will even bring down the title more and it's already close to useless. So for me, man, just give it to Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Let them retain. They earn it, and then from, and this build from there. It's really sad, man, what the tag team titles have become. You know, I remember my first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17. I saw one of the best tag team matches ever with Edgy Christian and the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. Both the best tag team match, not to mention to me the best WrestleMania ever. It's still my favorite. To now this, it's pathetic, but I'm going with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. I'm hoping they win. They've been doing a really good job as tag team champions. The um. The last couple of months since they won the belt. And the only issue is that they've been... I don't want to say they were ruined, because, you know, some people said they were ruined last night when they lost to the Matadors. I don't want to say they were ruined, but I feel like there was a lot of potential there when they won the straps. A lot of people were excited for the future of the division. And with all the tag teams that we're currently getting, I, I'm like I said, I'm not currently enthralled with the Matadors or New Day, but you have the Ascension, Primetime Players, maybe the Lucha Dragons... I don't, I don't think Amorin and Cassidy are being called up anytime soon, but there's a lot of tag teams right there in the division that they can build off of coming out of WrestleMania. But um, the match itself, though, like I said, should be really good. That's the only saving grace. Other than that, it's not a match that most people are going to care about, especially considering the lack of creativity with it. We saw the exact, almost the exact same match last year. Besides the, the Real Americans 
And they have... Who else and Cesaro there? isn't a part of the Real Americans, though. Who else was in it last year? Ryback-Axel. Oh. Another team that I probably care le- or care more about than um, the Most New Day. <laughs> so, the match itself, like I said, that's the only saving grace. It's the in-ring action. But, um, yeah, the, the New Day gimmick, as you just said, Arden, has been a complete flop. And how they haven't switched the gears with them, haven't turned them heel already, is beyond me. And I was watching WrestleMania 28 the other day, and it just dawned on me that Brodus Clay, when he was doing the Funkasaurus thing... It was so over the top, it was so goofy that you're thinking to yourself, okay, they're going to turn him heel at any point in the near future, and they never did for like another two years. So I'm feeling like that's what we're going to get with New Day. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like that's what we're going to get, unfortunately. But those guys deserve so much better, and I think that goes without saying. But uh, Mike, what is your prediction for the tag team title match on Sunday? Oh, man, what's with all the New Day? Hey, all right. No, I'm just... I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm with you guys. I hate the New Day. Um, you know, just by process of elimination, hate Los Matadores. Uh, I'll, even, I'll disagree with RJ a little bit. I think that they're winning so much just to make them look like a threat. Um, you know, the same way I think, you know, Dolph Ziggler won in his past two matches just to make it look like, uh, you know, to make them look stronger. But uh, I don't want to see another Uso. I, I like the Usos. Don't mind them. Um, but I don't want to see another Uso uh, title run, uh, especially not yet. And, you know, I, I do like the uh, – I think that there could – I want to see more of, of Kid and Cesaro. Um, I feel like they haven't had that match, you know, where mm-hmm. it – you know, that, that four-and-a-half, five-star match where you're just like, wow, holy shit, that was awesome. Um, but, I, you know, I definitely want to see them hold the titles for a little bit longer. Uh, and I do think, my prediction, I do think that they, they win um, on the kickoff show. I think, you know, if they give them enough time, you know, give them 15, I think 15, 20 minutes, you know, two hour, you have a two-hour kickoff show, pre-show. So I, I, feel, you know, I, I feel like there's no excuse not to give them at least 15 minutes, uh, see what they can do. Um, you know, I'd like to see Kid and Cesaro uh, walk away with the title, at least for, you know, another month or so. And you make a great point. In the month that they've been tag team champions, they have yet to have that all-star breakout match. And we thought we were going to get a fast lane. We thought we were going to get on Raw in their matches with the Usos. We never did, unfortunately. Could this be that match? I guess we'll find out on Sunday. I think it has the potential to be. I think the match itself could be very, very good, despite our lack of interest in the New Day, in the Matadores. The Usos are good, but like you said, it's far too early for them to be getting back those belts. So, no, um, yeah, plus I think... Uh, it takes away a little bit from it. I'm not sure if you you get. Is it an elimination match or no? As of right now, no. Not that from what I've heard, no. Yeah, because I, I feel like you know. I mean, I don't even know the difference between Jimmy and Jay, but one of them's hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading today that you know they're gonna censor so many people in the match that they're gonna kind of uh, you know hide him. Uh, but I feel like if you know you have Kid and Suzuki 100% and the Usos at 100%, and if it was an elimination. Um, if you, you know, give them 10 minutes as the last two teams, they could tear the house down, I think. But Absolutely. Uh, we'll just wait and speed, like you said. All right, I'm jumping in. I'm picking uh, Kid and Cesaro. Kid and Cesaro. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. I think <laughs> I got to go with Kid and Cesaro, too, I think. It's far too early to be taking the titles off of them. I do have that fear that Matadors might win. Yeah, I do. Just like it's not like I don't like. I love Kid and Cesaro. I'm yeah. just like. They're just trying to mess up this WrestleMania, and they'll have the stupid Matadores win. And it's not like, oh, it doesn't make sense. This is the same company that has made stupid decision after (laughs) stupid decision, so I put nothing past them at this point. Um, But like you just said, Mike, I I think that's a great point in that 
the wins that they, these guys have been constantly getting. The you know the, for the Matadors anyway, they've been built up as such a threat. And I don't know why, because you already have the Ascension, as boring as they may be. They beat the former tag team champions, New Age Outlaws. They beat Golden Stardust. All these different tag teams. They lose one random match on Raw to the primetime players, who also deserve to be in there. Otherwise, why did you even bother reuniting them in the first place? It makes no sense. And then you bring in these guys, and no one cares about New Day and Matadors. It doesn't matter. It's not a huge thing. It's on the pre-show anyway, so... Doesn't, it doesn't make a huge difference, but... Question, does it belong on the real card, you think? Or do I don't think, think so. It, yeah. yeah. Of, of all the matches on the WrestleMania card, this is the one that should be bumped, so I don't I don't blame them. It, the only thing is that I don't like the fact that Cesaro is getting shafted for the second straight year, because originally he wasn't supposed to be on the WrestleMania card. He entered himself into the Battle Royal. So And the Usos, too, I feel like they deserve to be in the main card after, you know being on the, on the pre-show last year, too. But the match itself, the build has not been very good. The interspecies tag team match, whatever the hell it was. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was a complete waste. They're pretty much saying the Divas are the same as Torito. Pretty much, stupid. with Torito beating Natalia, former Divas champion. So that was pretty much a joke. But I think we can all agree, 4-4-4-4-4, four, 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 four. Um, all of us agree that Kid and Cesaro coming out of WrestleMania as still your WWE tag team champions. So up next, the Divas action, as you already just mentioned, the Divas tag team match at WrestleMania. AJ and Paige putting their differences aside to go up against the Bella Twins, Brie, and the Divas champion, Nikki. I, for one, am looking forward to this match. I feel like it's the first women's match in a long, long time at WrestleMania that actually, one, makes sense and features people that we care about. The Bella Twins, I know not everyone is their biggest fan. I'm certainly not, but I feel like both of them have been doing... (laughs) And RJ knows... I, I feel like both of them have been doing some of the best work of their career in the last year alone from an in-ring standpoint and from a character standpoint. No matter how bad that feud was last year, in the last couple of months, Nikki has been really upping her game, so I look forward to the match. But, uh, Michael, start with you. What, are your, what is your prediction for this contest? Um, my prediction? Uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing my WrestleMania prediction blog, um, and I, even, I, you know, I said basically who the hell cares about this match. <laughs> But uh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if you know one match goes over and they don't. Uh, actually, I remember a couple of WrestleManias ago that you know there was like a eight person tag match yeah. where they yeah. didn't, they weren't able to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. I think they've actually they've actually done a halfway decent job of of building this story. Uh, so I don't think it's not like a random match in the middle of the card. They've actually built the story, and I would be uh, surprised if they didn't go on. So I'm assuming they will. Um, I want uh, Paige and AJ uh, just because they're two hotties, but uh, not to say that the Bellas aren't. But um, and I would like, well, I think, but I do think that the Bellas are are gonna win. Um, that's just that's just you know just a hunch. Honestly, I it can go either way. To be honest with you, um, I think also that you know last night I was actually I, I don't know if we'll talk about it later, but I was actually impressed with the, the Paige versus Mickey match. Um, you know, they gave them a good amount of time. I even think there was a commercial break in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they got at least 10 minutes or so. But I, And I thought they did a, you know, halfway decent job. Um, so if they give them time, you know, it has potential. But, uh, but I, you know, I want Paige and AJ. I think it'll be the Bellas by some type of, you know, dirty shenanigans. And that's exactly it, because they've given this match a story. Because if you really think about it, it goes back to the night after WrestleMania last year when Paige debuted, beat AJ for the belt, and everything else that's gone on between these four women over the last year or so. So it has a build behind it, which I'm very happy about. 
But Mike, like you just said, they need to give this match time. Is it going to seal the show? Absolutely, probably not. But I feel like with all the momentum that the Divas have been getting with the whole hashtag give Divas a chance thing, they really need to let them you know, be showcased on the grand <coughs> stage of WrestleMania, give them some time, have that good match, and they can have a good match. Both AJ and Paige are great workers. Nikki has really come a long way, as has Brie. I feel like the match itself could be really, really good. Um, they'll probably place it as a buffer. I would not be surprised. But I am happy, though, that for the first time since, like, WrestleMania 22, it's not some multi-diva match or we're no, a match that nobody cares about and stuff like that. So I'm glad we're getting a match this year that actually makes sense. Um, but, RJ, I'll throw it to you next. What is your prediction for the Divas match at WrestleMania? Mm, I think I'm going to go with the same thing Mike said. I want AJ and Paige to win, but I think the Bells are going to win. Um, I, did, I did enjoy the match last night. I thought the finish was absolute shit. So stupid. AJ just elbows Paige in the face, and she gets the bull hammer by Nikki Bella, and then pins her. But um, I think it has a good story. It's like you said, better than like last year, like a battle royal that had half the people. You three, were there. Nine tenths of the people in the match <laughs> didn't even belong in it, so that's good. And like you said, then twenty nine, their match got cut, so they didn't even get the rest of that year. But I think it's gonna be a good match. I think both the Bellas have improved over the year. Um, I feel like they kind of spot. I think they kind of give the spotlight to Nikki. I feel like Breeze matches kind of suck usually. They usually don't give her time though, so that doesn't really yeah, help. Yeah, that's a fact. But the thing is, like, they can't just give them like 15 minutes on Raw and then like eight minutes on WrestleMania. Exactly, it's four hours long. But I know it's a four lot hours that goes long. The but last year, like half the like none one like some some people didn't even get entrances. Yeah, but the Battle Royale other one was already in the ring. Because yeah. I know like four or five of the matches went 20 minutes long. Like, should have Bray Wyatt and Cena got 20 minutes? Yeah, and no. the opening segment went a little long. Yeah, too, that's why. Right. Um, I say uh, Bell Twins. The Bell Twins I could very well see in going over. So we got Bell Twins, Bell Twins. Arden, who's your prediction? Of course, it'll be easy to say AJ and uh, and Paige. But truth be told, it's going to be count me into the Bell Twins too. It just makes more sense to have them win. And uh, I guess you could say in a dirty finish somewhat. And speaking of the Divas, by the way, I was actually at the um, I was actually at the house show a few weeks ago mm -hmm. in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. So I saw AJ Lee and the Bella Twins, and he did put on a good match. It was probably the first Divas match I've watched in a very long time where I actually paid attention and not uh, turned away. But I think just focusing back on this match, I think, you know, you might as well have the Bella Twins win, move on, and also try to maybe establish, again, that rivalry or that tension between uh, AJ and Paige. So write me down for the Bella Twins. Uh, quick question. Speaking about Brooklyn, is everybody here going to SummerSlam or what? I think yeah, so. I'll be in the building. I'll be in the building. there. I'll be in the building. I'm there as well. Mike, have you gotten tickets yet? I'm probably, I have not gotten tickets. I'm probably going to get just probably play a triple the amount you guys did, but I can guarantee I will be there some way, somehow. I will be there. We'll so smuggle you in. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Use StubHub. It works every time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The prices that go down a bit or, uh, and take advantage. The ticket prices were insane. Yeah. I know, because RJ paid the same amount that I did, well over $100. And, I mean, it's worth it. It's SummerSlam, but... I mean, it, it's pretty crazy, though. But it's going to be a hell of a show. Brock Lesnar will be there. I mean, he's already re-signed, so uh, it's well worth the price of admission. But I'm going against the more, uh, another, one, one more quick thing. Oh, go ahead. You mentioned before the uh, 
Oh, these are RJ Grant. You guys talked about Nikki's, uh, you know, bull hammer statement. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> said the bull hammer. It was RJ. It's also the bull hammer and Big Show's KO punch. Those moves drive me insane because they literally can throw them 98% of the time in the match and they just, you know, they just fade it towards the end or whatever. But yeah. Those two moves drive me nuts and I just have to get off my chest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Nikki, it's not an issue. Cause she, doesn't, she doesn't use it as much. She uses the rack attack most of the time, which is the great finisher for Diva, especially. The KO punch with yeah, Big really Show. The, the KO punch, punch with Big Show. <laughs> I hate Big Show. I mean, it's a, I'm not going to exempt it, but I feel like it, I can make a case for it because it's a huge dude. But I can see what you're saying. Like, it's just a punch. So, like, why should it be any different than anything else he throws in the match? So... I agree he throws with that. other punches in the match. So exactly. if he's throwing a exactly. KO punch to your face, I think I'd rather get hit in the face <laughs> than the gut. Exactly. He always hits people in the stomach and like they're fine. The <laughs> bull hammer, I can definitely see why that's a ridiculous move. I like the winds of change, the um or the wasteland or whatever it was. I could see that being yeah, more of yeah. an effect. People, you know, people poop all over the attitude adjustment, but it's not that bad. It's I the equivalent hate of that. The bull hammer. It's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's not good, especially because he's not doing the the um. With the brawler gimmick anymore, He has an you know? elbow pad on it. Exactly, exactly. I think he tries to take it off, but I don't know. It's weird, but <laughs> I'm going to have to go against the grain here. Divas match. I'm taking AJ and Paige, baby. Not only do I want them to win, I think they have to win here. The Bella Twins have been on a on this, on this fiery run. Nikki retaining her title. At, she won the title at Survivor Series, retained a TLC. Bell Twins, the, the Bell Twins won the Ray Rumble. She retained at Fastlane, so that's okay. four pay-per-views in a row. And she won a Hell in a Cell, too. Yeah, but okay, she can set it up as they win tomorrow night, and then, like, AJ and Paige will have their own little feud, and then she'll come out, I'm beating everyone, who's going to come beat me? And then Charlotte or Ooh, Sasha Banks okay. comes out. And okay, then... I, c I could see that happening. I could very well see that happening, but I feel like AJ and Paige will get their vengeance over the Bell Twins on Sunday. I feel like that's... I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull an RJ and go back. Now, you made a great point that Nikki hasn't lost in, like, bumps on a pay-per-view, so I'm actually... I'm going to pull an RJ and go back and say that <laughs> I... Uh, I'm going to pick AJ and Paige as well. Okay, so that's two for two. Then I'm we got sticking AJ. with the Bellas. Sticking with the Bellas. And Arden, you're sticking with the Bellas, too? Yeah, I'm sticking with the Bellas, man. Bella Army RJ. for I'm life. <laughs> I think the match itself could be good, like I said before. But the only reason why I'm going with the baby faces is because they've been beaten down week after week after week. Good. And they're trying to tease the tension between AJ and Paige. And I don't I don't think they're going to go back to that feud because they've already done it to death. But, um, yeah, so AJ and Paige for me and Arden, the Bella Twins for RJ and Mike. So, no, 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 no. Me and Arden have the Bella Twins. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I'm yeah, don't disrespect that, don't the Bella Army. <laughs> that was a botch on my part. But up next. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the second installment in this grand matchup that we Woo! all look forward to every single year. I think the outcome of this is pretty predictable, but the contestants include The Miz, Damian Mizdow, Ryback, Big Show, Kane, Mark Henry, Connor Victor, Darren Young, Titus O'Neil, Eric Young, Eric Rowan, not Eric Young, excuse me. <laughs> Eric Young is not in the match. Um, Zack Ryder, Fandango, Adam Rose, Jack Swagger, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, Sin Cara, Goldust, and the winner of the NXT tournament. So, throw a little curveball in there. Um, Arden, I'm going to start with you, and also in the NXT tournament is Adrian Neville, Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, and Tyler Breeze. So, your prediction for who wins the tournament at the Access show on Thursday at WrestleMania Access, and who you think wins this match? Oh, wow. First of all, um, tell me the participants get into NXT. I didn't know NXT was having a battle royal. Yeah, they're doing it on Thursday. They got Hideo Itami, Tyler Breeze, Finn Balor, and Adrian Neville. 
uh, Adrian Neville. Uh, let me go with Adrian Neville. And uh, and then NXT, I've seen him before. He's really good. And for the Andre, uh, the Giant Battle Royal, considering who's the contestant, I think it's obvious who has to win. It has to be the big guy, Ryback. Ryback has to win this one. To me, I don't think there's any other choice. If you want to keep his name afloat, if you want to have to, if you want him to have something to carry him over for at least the next couple to a few months, give it to Ryback. When I look at this list. Other than, to be honest, I don't really see anybody else who really deserves to win this battle royal. We want his out. <laughs> oh, please, forget him. Even though it's <laughs> funny. Um, maybe besides the NXT guy, if you want to get his name up, I think it has to be Ryback. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I feel like Ryback is definitely a viable candidate, but Mizdow's got to be up there too. That's the only story they're telling Going into this battle, well, what's he gonna do with him now? If he wins it, then what's the point of him winning it? What to help him break up from the Miz? Like what's going on? I feel like that's gonna be that their platform for breaking up Miz and Mizdow. They could always do a spot where Mizdow throws up Miz and Mizdow gets thrown out. I'm not ruling that out of the question, but I feel like yeah, that would be better anyway. Yeah, I feel like that that's where they might go. But of those three people, I, I feel like Mizdow has gotten the most focus, and I love Ryback as much as the next guy. And they also put out a video for him. I think today on their on their website or whatever, WWE.com, talking about why Ryback needs to win. He got really emotional while coming back from injury. So I feel like that would be a great ending too. Mizdow though has got the story. I'm not feel I don't I don't feel like he needs to win this. Either guy could very well win. The NXT guy is also the wild card in all of this. And that if they have him win it all, make a huge impression at WrestleMania, that would be amazing. I don't feel like that's gonna happen, but before we go with my prediction, though, um, Michael, start with you. Your your prediction for the NXT tournament winner and the winner of the second annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um. Yeah. I'm actually. I didn't even know that they had this uh, this NXT tournament. That's actually interesting. Um. I'm a huge fan of. Is it? Is it I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I say it's Finn Balor, but is it Balor? I don't even know. But, Everyone pronounces um, it differently. Yeah. I'll call I'll call Prince Devitt, but uh, I'm a huge fan of him. I think he's ready to go to the main roster now, uh, along with Kevin Owens. But uh, honestly, the guy who had you know I think he should have been called up six months ago. But uh, I think Adrian Neville uh, will probably win that. I think he's most you know deserving of uh, the call up uh, to the main roster, and so I think he'll win that, and uh, they'll they'll show him off at WrestleMania. Uh, as for the winner, my prediction on the actual Battle Royal, um, I think Ryback is probably the favorite. Um, I know, you know last night Bill Simmons was talking him up uh, on the video today on WWE.com. Bill Simmons was talking him up again. Ryback had, had, a, had a video, like you said. It was actually a pretty good uh, interview. You can check it out. It was, he got yeah. emotional everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was actually pretty good at those backstage interviews. He, you know, you could tell that he cares about the business and stuff. But um, like I said, I just think if they want this match to, you know, mean something and not just have it be filler, that place, if it comes down to to Miz Dow and Miz, that place is going to explode. Um, the place is going to go nuts for Miz Dow. You know, they've been teasing it for weeks, and you can tell every single time, um, you know, they tease that Miz Dow's about to hit him or do something, you know, the crowd just goes uh, bonkers for it. So I think I, I want Miz Dow, and, you know, I, if I had money on it, I'd go right back. 
But at the same time, you never know with Redux. I would feel, you know, look at Survivor Series. You know, you got mm-hmm. eliminated in, what, five minutes. Exactly. You, know, you never know with Redux. So, um, I feel like, you know, one second they're they're high on them, the next second, you know, he's got a match on, on main event, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to go with Mizdow for once and Mizdow uh, for the prediction. Hopefully they don't mess that up because, you know, I think the payoff to the Mizdow story uh, could be incredible. I think an argument could be made that the dynamic between Miz down and Miz is one of the most anticipated things going into WrestleMania. It's been built all the way back to August when these two first formed and <clears throat> and, and, and you know joined and formed a partnership. So for it to culminate at WrestleMania and then lead to a singles match at Extreme Rules or whatever, it's going to be huge. Like you said, that place is going to come unglued when it comes down to those two. And then you throw Ryback into the mix too. I feel like those are your three top winners there along with the NXT guy. The NXT guy, I'll give my prediction on in a minute, but I feel like they need to have him in there and make some sort of lasting impression. You know what I mean? They can't throw him out immediately, because otherwise, like, what was the point? It does more damage to that guy than it does help them. But I think it's great, though, because we talked about before, an NXT match should have been on the pre-show. I would have cared about that ten times more than I do the tag team title match. But um, regardless, so I feel like this battle royal could be interesting in more ways than one. So, RJ, your pick and of both the tournament and the battle royal. For the tournament, I think this is... A consensus pick Adrian Neville makes the most sense he's been should have been called up a while ago like Mike said but he's been flown around in NXT doing pretty much nothing he's already faced everyone so I think that's already a given that he's probably going to win and, and like you said he should last at, li- at least eliminate someone of somewhat no, like no, notoriety you can't just eliminate like Darren Young and I would give two craps Big Show or Kane would be yeah, perfect Big Show or Kane would be perfect people to eliminate yeah and my pick for Andre Johnson Memorial is someone that hasn't even been mentioned yet. Ooh, drum roll, please. The returning Sheamus. Ooh, you think so? I think, I think if... if oh, that's a good one. I think if he, if he doesn't return, I would go with Mizdow. But I think he's going to return at WrestleMania and win the Johnson Memorial. You think he's going to be in that match over the IC title match? Yeah. There's been a lot of speculation as to how Sheamus might be. But if Sheamus isn't in the match, I'm going with Mizdow. I think that makes the most sense. Like you said, people could, would go bonkers in that, that stadium. Much like Mizdow she, Cesaro won. last year, Oh, too. my God. People would people want to see Mizdow, so like, they would go nuts. Yeah. I don't know what it would really do for him after, but it would just be a great moment to like culminate the rest of his, like half of last year into this year and his like rise in popularity. Exactly. Absolutely. So you got, at the end of the day, though, you got Sheamus. If he's in the match, Sheamus. Okay. If he's not, Mizdow. Okay, okay. So, Sheamus. We've also got Ryback and Mizdow. But before I give my pick, I want to ask you guys. Sheamus, or RJ brought this up, so a great topic to talk about here. Um, Mike, how do you feel like Sheamus might get involved in WrestleMania? Or at all, do you feel like he might not show up? Uh, well, if, I, I'll go first and say I think there's two options. And I'm glad you brought it up because there's actually something I was thinking about saying about my um, show tomorrow. I think there's two options that I'm going to have for Sheamus. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Actually, no, three. One being the Battle Royal, right? <laughs> two, we've heard, uh, I know you guys have heard it, or I hope so. You guys heard the reports about Sheamus coming back as a heel, right? Yeah, yeah. of course, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And you've heard about the fact that he could come back as a heel for the authority, right? Have you heard that one? Yeah. Yes. Maybe for the second option, there's a possibility that anything Sheamus could come back as interference during the Orton Rollins match. That's my second option. Or three, I think it's a very unlikely one. Maybe Sheamus could somehow interfere in the Sting Triple H match. The third one's very unlikely, but I think those are the three options for Sheamus' return. 
I, I agree with you though. You brought up the interesting one. The most interesting one of those three was Orton and Rollins. I feel like if he were to make an impact in that match, which is likely if they want to give Rollins the win, and Rollins has not gotten the better of Randy Orton since he came back. So that's a distinct possibility if they want to give Rollins the win. So I could see that happening. But um, Sheamus, in whatever, whatever role he's in, I feel like they really need to make the most of him. And if, he, if he's in the match and doesn't win, like then what was the point? You know what I mean? I, so I don't know if that's what they're going to do. But Mike, what, what's your pick for Sheamus at WrestleMania? Do you feel like he will be at WrestleMania? And if so, in what match? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Arden, I didn't know I didn't know that he was coming back at the heels, so thanks a lot. No, I'm just yeah, no problem. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, like like Arden said, you know, the reports, um, I think Sheamus has to come back as a heel. Maybe that first night he'll get a face pop, uh, but he has to come back as a heel. He was way too boring, you know, the past March. Um, of his face run. Um, he just needs to be that kick-ass heel, uh, you know, that just basically is this big bully, you know, ass-kicker pretty much. Um, I think that, and I just thought about it, Graham, when you brought it up, uh, I think, you know, if, if their final four uh, of the Battle Royal is, you know, Sheamus, Ryback, Miz, and Mizdow, you have a couple of good stories there, and that's actually pretty interesting. You know, give me... Uh, Give me Sheamus, you know, knocking, you know, bro-kicking Ryback out. Uh, have Ryback and, and Sheamus feud. I think that'll be a hell of a feud. Two of these huge, you know, muscle-down guys just beating the crap out of each other. Um, and then, you know, you have Miz and Miz out. But, um, you know, I think, you know, Sheamus coming back as a heel. Um, I think, you know, Battle Royal is definitely a good spot to put him in. Um, and I don't think he necessarily needs uh, to win the Battle Royal. But, I, you know, I could, I could see it happening. Uh, but I would, I'm definitely would be down. Just thought about it right now. I'd be definitely be down for a uh, Sheamus Ryback feud. So I'm gonna steal a little bit from everything from everybody here. In regards to Sheamus, I absolutely agree with everybody. He needs to come back as a heel. They need more top heels, especially if Wyatt and Rusev lose at WrestleMania. They need all the top heels they can get. And I, I fail. I refuse to call Big Show and Kane top heels in WWE in 2015. I'm sorry, I can't do that. But in regards hey, to Sheamus, smart. what was that? Just smart for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not a big show Kane fan. But uh, when it comes to Sheamus, I absolutely agree that we should get a Ryback feud with Sheamus after WrestleMania. I think it'd be a good fit for both guys, something fresh. But I'm going to go off the cuff here. I'm going to go a little, you know, off the stream. I feel like Sheamus will show up on Monday Night Raw the next night. We all thought Rusev was going to debut at WrestleMania the next, or, uh, last year, but then he debuted the next night on Raw. Something always happens on the night after Raw. Rob Van Dam came back last year on the night after, on the night after WrestleMania. So I feel like Sheamus will come back in some big way on that Raw. Maybe not in a main event slot, but I feel like he will come back to attack Ryback or whoever. So I got Sheamus coming back the night after WrestleMania on that Raw. When it comes to the Battle Royal itself and the tournament, I got Adrian Neville like all of you guys. If Valor wins, I'd go nuts. I feel like it'd be so awesome if he wins. If the NXT guy wins his Battle Royal, I would go even more nuts, but I feel like that's not going to happen. Um, but still, though, if he gets a strong showing, then it won't matter. It's going to be pretty good. In terms of the winner, three-way tiebreaker here. You, RJ, you got Sheamus if he's in the match. Mike, you've got Mizdow, and Arden, you've got Ryback. At the end of the day, i got to go with Mizdow here. I feel like he is the one that's got to win. Ryback, if he won, I'd be equally happy because I'm a big Ryback fan. I'm an I'm equal big mark for the big guy. But I feel like Mizdow, with the story they've been telling, 
that they're setting up the win for him at WrestleMania. Give him his moment. And what happens after that, I really have no idea. They may, you know, botch the feud and he's back to jobbing on superstars like Cesaro was last year. We really have no idea until it happens. But I feel like Miz oh, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely ruin it somehow. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. They absolutely will. Think of this. Think of Sheamus comes back, wins the Roy- wins the Rumble, or okay. Battle stupid Royal. Battle Royal, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> so everyone thinks he's a baby face. Mitt, Rollins and Orton, Rollins, all of them are out there. Big Show, Kane, J&J are out there. Sheamus comes out for the save. Bro kicks Big Show. Bro kicks J&J and whatever the Kane. Yep. Instead of kicking Rollins, Bro kicks Randy Orton right in the head. Rollins slides it for the pin. He's a th- line of the authority like that. I can see that. Take Big Show and Kane out of the authority, insert Sheamus, Sheamus. and it's a way better Exactly, faction. it's way better. Way and J&J you need to go to. They suck. <laughs> they can... sucked 10 years ago. They didn't get rid of them too. I could stomach J&J security because at least they're not at the, the final four in the Royal Rumble. If Big Show and Kane are at the end of this matchup, I am going to be so mad. I will be going. RJ is going to see because we're watching WrestleMania. It is place. Can't wait. Oh, that's going to be awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to it. But if Big Show and Kane are at the end of this match, I will be so <laughs> mad. But, the yeah, the match itself, um, yeah, Sheamus. I mean, I think it's worth noting they did not air a video package for his return last night on Raw. They've been doing it for the last, like, two months now. And they did not promote it last night on Raw, so maybe a little swerve. And it had RJ not brought it up, I would have completely forgot about the Celtic Warrior. So those were our thoughts on that, the Battle Royal, and the tournament itself. Up next, the Intercontinental Championship ladder match. This can go all sorts oh, yeah. of ways. This is probably the most unpredictable match in the entire card. And there's a lot of people that you can pick here. I'm, I'm definitely of two minds on this. But the contestants include Daniel Bryan, Bad News Barrett, Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, Stardust, and R-Truth. Yes, R-Truth is in this matchup too, but it is what it is. So Arden, I will start with you. Who do you got for the Intercontinental Championship ladder match at WrestleMania on Sunday? This is the part of the card that gets so hard to predict in terms of not only who do you pick to win, but why and how. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it really feels that way for me. But for this match, I think... I think about the belt, man, and, and I'm sorry to, to, to become, you know, all nostalgic, but I just think about the Intercontinental Championship, and I remember just watching it when I first started watching this business and how much it meant. Like, that title used to mean whoever had it was about to be a top-tier player. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was about to be the next guy up. So just to see it become useless now and guys want to play around every week, I found it funny for the first couple times, but now I find it corny. Um... I think if you really want to make it important again, if you really want to give it some some value, if you really want people to care about it, I think Daniel Bryan needs to win this match. I mean, you could go in another direction in terms of maybe giving it to a young guy or making maybe bad news there, retain it, but I don't think nobody is taking the title serious enough. You give it to Daniel Bryan with where he is in his business today, people are going to care about the title once again. The Intercontinental championship is going to be where it was in the early 2000s where people cared about those matches when the late great Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho used to compete for those titles or when the Rocket Triple H and Stone Cold used to compete for that title back in the late 90s. We need these secondary titles to get back to where it was. So I believe that Daniel Bryan should win this match if you want that title to have any value again. 
I absolutely agree. I think we can all agree here that the Intercontinental Championship has been so devalued, not in the only last couple months, but RJ and I tweeted this and you replied to it in regards to the last great Intercontinental Champion that elevated somebody was Randy Orton in 2004, over a decade ago. It's been mid-card galore ever since then. And I feel like this matchup may not do a lot to boost its prestige, especially after the build-up we've been getting. It's not been the best build for an Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania, but... um. I feel like the match itself could very well deliver. Will that will will the title mean something coming out of WrestleMania? Kind of depends on who holds it. It won't go, you know, it won't mean something overnight if Daniel Bryan wins it, but it will kind of take those first steps in making it mean something again. But Daniel Bryan is who all the dirt sheets have in regarding to winning it, and it's going to mean something. John Cena winning the U.S. Championship simultaneously, so I could see that happening. So Arden, you've got Daniel Bryan here. RJ, you're up next. Who do you got? Um. I have to go with the consensus. It has to be Daniel Bryan here, I think. If you give it to anyone else, I think it's going to be the exact same as it was before. We've seen Ziggler have it and drop it. Harper's done the same. Ambrose barely defended the United States Championship, and he's lost the last couple months. So why would people really be that excited about Ambrose winning it? Stardust is Stardust. Our truth doesn't even belong in the match. And Bad News <laughs> Barrett hasn't won a match in, like, forever. Booker T was asking the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think it has to be Daniel Bryan, I think. It, it, it doesn't even matter how much prestige. It actually means something. Obviously, and it's something like Daniel Bryan, they won't have him booked to lose all the time. Yeah, like Rusev. Like, like Rusev. And I think Bryan holding it up to SummerSlam would be something that would be great for this title because I think he could have great matches with Ambrose and mm -hmm. all of them. I think he's obviously above the title. I think Ambrose is above the title too, but I'm not booking matches and making millions of dollars, so I can't really <laughs> be saying what it is. But um, I think Bryan is... It's the consensus pick. I think it's the one that makes the most sense. And I don't think any other guy would really change the perspective of the IC title right now. Well, it was you many months ago. Even before Brian was even in this matchup, you said that he should win the IC championship, hold on to that belt for a long time, and then drop it. You know, to like Rollins, who gives it up, whatever. I, I feel like that's what should happen with this belt. Whether exactly like that, but I feel like a lot of people are saying Cena, Brian too at SummerSlam for the mid-card titles. That would be insane. That's like a dream booking scenario. I don't see that happening, but would be in incredible, though. So we got two Daniel Bryan picks. Mike, you're up next. Is it going to go 3-0 and here with Daniel Bryan? Who do you got? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, dark horse candidate. Uh, is, uh, you know, I can see Dan Ambrose uh, winning the title. But, you know, RJ basically explained it pretty much perfectly. Just going down the list, um, our truth I, I think they're just put him in the match because he's going to retire soon and, and I don't know if he's, he's ever been in a Wrestlemania um, so they want to give him that match before he goes Stardust is not winning anything um, Pat News Barrett has just been such an awful champion I think if he wins uh, they could help him some but he hasn't done anything Luke Harper uh, probably you know one of the worst Intercontinental uh, champions in the past like five years he had it for like a month hey hey hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I like Luke Harper leave him alone <laughs> yeah, I like him too but they just have just ruined him basically but, uh, <laughs> love the wife beater. I don't know we can get into a whole story about why they you know break up the Wyatt family and stuff I don't think I think that was so stupid but anyways um Dolph you know he's won he's beaten Brian the past two weeks so you know that basically unfortunately with the way WWE books things that's basically guaranteeing that he's not going to win. Um, I mean, you know, I got to go with Daniel Bryan. Um, I think, and you brought up a good point, Graham, uh, with John Cena, you know, possibly, most likely winning the U.S. title and Bryan winning the Intercontinental title. 
uh, especially with, with Brock Lesnar re-signing. Um, you know, I think that Vince McMahon can confidently keep the title on Lesnar, and it's really not that big of a deal. You know, he has the title hasn't really been there since SummerSlam regardless. Uh, but here's the difference is people don't care about, you know, um, about his bear holding it. People don't really care about, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, yes, but my point is if Brian is the IC title, fans are going to think that's the title. You know, that's, you can main event uh, pay-per-views that Brock Lesnar's gone on with that title. You can, we'll get into Cena in a second, but, you know, Extreme Rules, you can main event a U.S. title match between Rusev and, and, and Cena if, uh, if Brock Lesnar, you know, doesn't show up to that. But I think that the fans love Brian so much uh, that he will elevate that title. The fans will elevate that title. Um, and I think it's a missed opportunity, really, if, uh, if he does not win um, on Sunday. So with Daniel Bryan, I feel like we got three picks for Daniel. Oh, you wore your Daniel Bryan t-shirt. I didn't even notice that. But, um, yeah, I feel like Daniel Bryan has to win this matchup. He lost to Dolph Ziggler twice for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, they were great matches, good for Ziggler, but I think it was more about devaluing Bryan than it was elevating Ziggler after the whole turd chant. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but um, in terms of my pick here, um, going down the card just like you did, R-Truth, if they want to throw us a curve, if they want to ruin this WrestleMania, they'll have R-Truth win. But I feel like WWE isn't that dumb. I'm not going to put it past them, but you never know. Luke Harper, absolutely not. Stardust, if they were going to put the title on him to do a feud with Goldust, then why isn't Goldust in the match? It makes no sense. I think that, that feud is done, so Stardust is no. Um, with Dolph Ziggler, there's a slight chance, but like you guys just said, he had rain after rain after rain, and we all thought he was going to reach that next level after it, and, and it didn't. Not because of him, but because of how they booked him. So I feel like, you know, been there, done that five times already, so we don't need to see that again. Um, so it comes down to Barrett, Brian, and Ambrose. And of those three, you're going to be surprised my pick. Who I think is going to win? Bad News Barrett. No! <laughs> I knew you was going to go with him. Bad News Barrett. I'm not saying I want I want him to win. I love Bad News Barrett, but here's the thing, though. Because when he first came back, he had a lot of momentum. People were cheering when he faced Cesaro in the last Raw of last year. It was great. But they ruined the guy as champion. I think we all know that by now. But, you know, the story in the segment last night is what convinced me. When Kane was backstage with, uh, with, uh, with Barrett, he was like... Oh, you're gonna go have to go up, go up against the odds. You're not gonna retain your title, and he's losing and losing and losing. Then he'll win at WrestleMania. I feel like that's where they're going with this. I don't want to see that happen because even if he Barrett does win, it's not gonna help him. It's not gonna help the championship. They they are far past beyond the point of repairing bad news Barrett with that championship. So I don't want it to happen. Absolutely not. He's my last pick aside from our truth. But yeah, I, I got bad news Barrett. I feel like Daniel Bryan should win. And I, I would love I love you guys scenarios and that you can you can main event Raws, pay per views, house shows with these guys with you know Daniel Bryan and John Cena as mid card champions and Dean Ambrose too. People have said you know he was the one that started this whole thing. He has yet to win a pay per view match since like June of last year, which is ludicrous. But um, yeah, I, I gotta have to go with Bad News Barrett here because I feel like that's just the way that WWE books things. But the match itself though, I think we can all agree will be great. I feel like it can be really really good. Hopefully it is not a train wreck, you know, of you know just people just going at it, and that's all it is. I feel like they can tell a very solid story with the um, with the ladders involved. So we get into the marquee matches here, the final five matches on the WrestleMania card. <laughs> and then we get into the final five matches on the WrestleMania card. For up first, Randy Orton 
versus Seth Rollins in one of the more anticipated oh, matches at WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to this one. I feel like this match is going to be great. One of these show stealers, as everyone's been saying. So, uh, RJ, I'll start with you. Will Randy Orton get his vengeance at WrestleMania, or does Rollins uh, reign supreme? What do you feel like? What do you got? I, yeah, I think this is. I think this is. I think this. I think. I don't think this is as predictable. But I think Rollins has to go over. I think Rollins I'm has surprised. hasn't got over on Orton, and the, since Orton turned his back on him, yeah, I don't know if he'll be dirty or something. But I think Rollins has to win here. I think Randy Orton winning wouldn't really help Randy Orton. If Rollins wins, I think it would help him more. His first WrestleMania on his own, winning, and he'd probably be the only heel that would probably win. Besides Lesnar, maybe, but I think it'd make perfect sense for Rollins to win. Come out of WrestleMania strong, beating Randy Orton, and going on to facing whoever, maybe cashing in the title. But if he loses to Orton, then cashes in, he kind of like, I don't know, kind of feel like devalues his loss to Orton. Because then why wouldn't Orton just face him again and beat him? Exactly. I think I think it has to be Rollins. You make a great point, too. You said that he might be the only heel that wins in, in terms of the main event matches. And I absolutely agree. I'm looking at it right now, and it feels like a lot, it's very, very babyface favored. So you're going to have to have one heel go over, and it very well might be Seth Rollins. That doesn't change my pick, but I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, Mike, who's your pick for the Orton versus Rollins match at WrestleMania? Um, yeah, I think RJ, RJ basically nailed it on the head. Um, I just blogged about it earlier, but too, um, going through this match... I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of looking at, you know, first off, I don't understand who bets on the WWE. But <laughs> yeah. There are there are people out there that, that bet on it. Um, and I don't know. RJ, did you see that they, uh, WWE just did a deal with DraftKings, too, like a daily fantasy site? Yeah. For SummerSlam, right, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, anyways, but um, and I saw that the, the favorite right now is um, Randy Orton. And that actually took me by surprise a little bit because I don't think Orton, you know, Orton is still young and, you know, he's in his prime still and everything. But I just think that he doesn't have a ton to gain um, by winning this match. Um, I think extend a feud a little bit more and have him win extreme rules. Um, give Rollins the win here. Uh, like you guys said, maybe by, you know, some, some dirt, something dirty. I, I don't think it really matters if it's clean or dirty. Um, but it's, I think it's important that Rollins gets that big uh, that big singles win in his first singles match at WrestleMania, um, and then you know possibly cashing in later later in the night or the next night. Um, but I think you know him beating Rollins, uh, him beating Orton, uh, you know definitely continues to push him push him upward. The build for this match has been really, really weird because Orton came back like a house of fire at Fastlane, targeting Rollins, or yeah, right off the bat, and it was great. And then the next night, he like rejoined the Authority for a few weeks, and then he turned on him again, and he beat the living crap out of Rollins on Raw. Like the build has been very, very weird. It's like they got it out of order. Like they should have done the Authority stuff first, then attacks him, and then you know, then he tries to get his hands on him before he get finally gets his hands on him on the final Raw before WrestleMania. Like. The, the, the build has been very, very odd. But the match itself, though, I think we can all agree, is it could be great. And um, the, the outcome could very, be very much in question. Because I feel like Rollins could get his huge win, kind of establishing himself as a star at WrestleMania. Whereas with Randy Orton can, you know, come back at his big win. And I'll get into my thoughts in, in, on that in just a second. But it could very well go either way. So we got two picks for Seth Rollins. Uh, Arden, who do you got up next for this matchup? 
well, make it three. It has to be Seth Rollins. And the reason why I'm going with that way is because it's, I'm going at it from the standpoint of maybe the WWE doesn't associate Seth Rollins with the WWE title just yet in terms of not just being the champion, but in terms of maybe being in pursuit. And honestly, I would, I would like to see Rollins Orton extend beyond WrestleMania. I think you could do it for at least another month continuing to play off the tensions, and especially with Rollins, now that, okay, Orton has basically dominated this month ever since his return, and with him beating down Rollins and getting his hands on him, if you have Rollins be Orton at WrestleMania, that's at least two weeks' worth of solid material in terms of what he can use against Randy Orton. And then you got Randy getting his payback at the next pay-per-view. But, again, I think it comes down to it that, you know, who needs to win more? What... Who will it do it best for? It will definitely benefit Seth Rollins more than Randy Orton. So, tell me for Rollins to beat Orton at Mania. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you, Orton, too. That, uh, that I, I don't think, I don't think Rollins, um, you know, this feud. I, I personally think it could definitely, definitely go uh, another month and conclude at Extreme Rules. You know, what type of bunch match they'll have? Uh, who knows? Um, but I definitely think you can end the feud with Rollins getting his, you know, come, come up and um, at Extreme Rules. So Absolutely. The, it's just the way it has to be. With this matchup, I mean, this is the third straight matchup that I'm, I'm going against the grain here. Three picks for Seth Rollins. I'm going with Randy Orton. And here's why. Because Seth Rollins, I feel like, will be world champion at some point in the very near future. Whether it's at WrestleMania or whether I'm thinking the night after WrestleMania on Raw or maybe even at Extreme Rules, but I feel like he will cash in successfully and be champion. So, whereas with Randy Orton, if he beats Rollins on Sunday, he could say, hey, I beat you, give me a title match, and that can be your next title match for whatever pay-per-view, for Extreme Rules, for um, whatever's after that payback. They could do a triple threat with Reigns or insert Orton in there, but I agree with all you guys in saying that the feud should continue past WrestleMania, even though it's been a little weird before WrestleMania. Um, both guys have been great so far. We can get more matches out of them because they have great chemistry together. We saw that a couple months ago when they worked for the first time. Um, but we need more, you know, we need more out of this feud coming out of WrestleMania. So I feel like Rollins will win this matchup. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Randy Orton will win this matchup. And uh, Rollins will win the championship and he'll continue over the belt in the spring. So I've got Orton, so you let guys. Me, let me ask you guys a question. Yep. All right. To disregard, disregard. Uh, when it happens, how it happens, um, where it happens, against who, doesn't matter who's the champion, where, when, whatever. Just simple question. Uh, starting, we'll start with you, Graham, and then go Arden uh, and then RJ. Um, do you think Seth Rollins successfully cashes in the briefcase? Yes or no? I was I was gonna ask this guys at the end of the show, but I'll just we'll just go with it right now. We'll just get right into it. Um, yes, I feel like he will do it successfully. Yes. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more in depth about it. I just want a yes or no question. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a yes uh, for me. Is it? It's a question. Will he be successful if he cashes it in? Yeah. Will he successfully cash in uh, his briefcase? Regardless of what happened. Doesn't matter when it is. It could be three months from now. Just will when yes. he cash. Yes. Yes, it has to be. Yes. RJ? I, I think this is a guaranteed yes, I think. I think it has to be. I think it would kill his whole 
year of last year if he loses the money in the bank. That's what his saving grace has been the whole last year, how he's been Mr. Money in the Bank and he's the authority's pet and the future of the W. If he loses it, it's just thrown last year out the window. After losing it. I, I, no, I go ahead. agree with you guys, uh, but I remember when just I just remember thinking back when uh, I remember all the way back to SummerSlam back in August when when Lesnar when Lesnar won the title and everyone was saying he's going to hold the title all the way to WrestleMania, um, and then Reigns, you know, Reigns is the chosen one. Reigns is going to beat Lesnar and blah blah blah. I just don't think that WWE has. I remember saying this. Maybe I said to Graham. Uh, maybe the RJ, maybe both of you, but I just remember saying that I just don't see when he's got, I think he will successfully catch him, but I just really, part of me just doubts that they somehow aren't going to do it, because I think time is running out, you know, you have to like June or July, and, you know, I don't think that they're going to give Reigns, you know, when Reigns wins his first title, I think it's going to be a long, long-ass title reign. I don't think it's going to be a one-night thing. I don't think it's going to be a 30-second thing because they put so much into them that I really don't think, um, you know, that they're going to do that. Now that Lesnar resigned, I think that definitely makes things a little bit more interesting. Um, you know, we'll talk about that later, like you said. No, but absolutely, I agree. And coming out of WrestleMania, though, I felt I had that same exact mindset coming out of SummerSlam back when he won the championship, Brock Lesnar, that is. But now that Roman Reigns, and I also felt, you know, dating back to a few months ago, that Reigns should have a long reign with that belt, no pun intended. But at this point, now that he's not gotten over, he's not where he should be, and after that terrible ending to Raw last night, and granted, like you just said, Mike, I feel like the resigning of Brock Lesnar definitely does throw a wrench into things in, in, in terms of whether he retains on Sunday or not. But with Roman Reigns, though, I feel like they do not have enough faith in him, right now anyway, to become the world champion for a long period of time. So they're not going to give him that long reign, in are, my opinion. I, I feel like he are, will. Are we going to talk about that ending last night? Because that was. We'll get to it when we. Else. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely get to it when we get to Lesnar versus Reigns at the end. That was, like you said, I think you summed it up best. Then there was definitely something else last night at the end of Raw. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, final predictions, I've got Randy Orton, R.J. Orton. Rollins. Oh, Rollins. Rollins. Why did I say I keep on mixing up these guys. So you got Rollins, Rollins. I've got Orton. Mike, who do you got? You got Rollins, right? Um, yeah, I got Rollins. And Arden, you got Rollins? Yep, got Rollins. <laughs> Sounds good. So another 3-1 to one pick here on WrestleRant Radio. So we move into the marquee matches here at WrestleMania, or more so marquee than uh, Orton versus Rollins, for the United States Championship. Rusev versus John Cena. Sounds like the guy from last week. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the United States Championship. Uh, Rusev versus John Cena. So, Arden, I will start with you. Two questions. Who do you want to win? Who do you want to see win? Or who do you want to see win? Who do you think will win? There are three questions. And do you think Lana will be there, president ringside, for Rusev's battle against John Cena? So, what do you got? Um... First of all, let me answer the Lana question real quickly. She better be there. <laughs> I mean, she better be there. Again, I was at the Howard Show in Brooklyn a couple weeks ago, and I had the opportunity to see her. And yes, she is just as fine as she is on TV. And two, when it comes to the match itself, um, it's a tough one, man. It's like I said a few minutes ago. It's a part of the card where you really have to start thinking about who wins, not only because of right now, but for the future. And I think who I want to see win. I want to see Rusev win. I think it will be awesome, and I think it will be a little bit of a twist to see the young guy beat the face of the WWE two times in a row in John Cena. 
But person who has to win or who will is probably going to be Cena, and it relates to the same thing that we talked about with the Intercontinental Championship, which is somebody has to bring the belt value again, you know. And it and it will be ironic that 11 years after winning it for the first time or one of his first stops at WrestleMania 20 versus Big Show at the Garden, Cena wins it again. So I want Rusev to win, given the young guy momentum, but at the same time, the who will win, it has to be John Cena. It's a sad, sad story because we all saw this coming. Not, know, not, not only at the start of this feud, but you know, dating back, we talked about it. There's a clip on the YouTube channel back in like the fall. We were saying when it was first rumored why this feud should not happen. You know, the feud has been good. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not saying it's been crap. The this, the attack last night I also thought was really, really good. The result of this matchup bothers me though, and I'll get into that in a minute. But um, RJ, your pick for this match between Rusev and John Cena. All right, first, Lana has to be there. I think it makes the most sense. She's been with him the whole, his whole stint so far. He has to, she has to be there. It makes it what it is. I want Rusev to win, and I'm going off the bull prediction. I think Rusev will retain the belt. I think Arden was saying that he thinks if Cena wins, then he'll make the belt more prestigious. I think the belt has been better hands than it has been the last three or four years. Yes. And if Rusev retains against John Cena, I think you'd give the belt even more prestige because he beat the 10-time or whatever stupid-time champion is. Beat him twice. And I think I think they can't drop the ball on Rusev. They did it last year with Bray Wyatt. Where does it go with Rusev if he loses? He's not going to be a WWE championship contention. Nope. So he has to retain this belt. I think this would be a great move for WWE to keep it on Rusev. And just, uh, I think he could build him into a bigger star if he can beat Cena again, especially at WrestleMania. I am going. I have to go with Rusev. I can't stand Cena going with Rusev. I feel like this is so deja vu from Wyatt Cena last year. We were having the same discussion last year, and la- like we know Cena's gonna win, but we think Wyatt should win for all these reasons. And then Cena won, so and they never learn from their own mistakes. But you got Wyatt. He's got Cena. I got Rusev. Did I say Wyatt? What the hell? I'm screwing my name set. But yeah, you got Rusev. And uh, Mike, who do you got for Rusev versus John Cena on Sunday? Um, Rusev and Cena. I mean, on one hand, you know, you look at it and you really, you know, you really cannot fathom. You find it really hard to believe that that John Cena is going to win the U.S. title, you know. If you, if you look back on it, um, and it's also talking about the Intercontinental Championship, I was going to bring this up before, um, but it's, like, really, really rare. When you look at the history of both belts, it's really rare that you see, especially a guy who's, I mean, he's not, I'd say Cena's still in his prime. You know, he's either the tail end of his prime, uh, but when you see a guy who is a former main eventer or a former uh, world champion, um, really rare to see them go down to these secondary titles, especially in their prime. So, um, looking at it from that end, and that's the same thing with Daniel Bryan. Um, it's really you know weird to think about those guys with these titles, but putting a positive spin on it, having those guys having the titles like we talked about before, you know, it makes Raw important. It makes it makes these pay per views that Lesnar. If he retains, uh, important. Um, it really, really elevates those titles. Um, honestly, if Brian and Cena both leave with those titles, they're more important than I think they are more important than they've been in probably since 2000, like you said, 2003, 2004, when Cena won and uh, and Orton had the IC title. Um, I think that Cena's gonna win. Um, I don't see Cena, especially after he lost the fast lane. 
I just don't see Cena uh, losing. Um, I don't see Cena losing at WrestleMania. I think it's kind of similar to, to Bray Wyatt last year. Uh, I said the same thing. You know, I, I just saw, I saw Cena. I don't see him losing to these young guys uh, when you know a million people are watching. I, I think Rusev maybe gets the title back in the next pay per view if they want to drag it out. Uh, who knows? But I got Cena. Uh, I actually want Cena to win. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a John Cena fanboy by any means, but uh, I think that he definitely, definitely adds some prestige uh, to that title. Not to say that Rusev has brought the title down by any means. You know, he hasn't. Um, it's more the booking because I can't even imagine. I don't even remember the last time he defended it uh, before Fastlane. So, um, I got Cena, so. So with this feud though, I feel like what makes it obvious, and obviously I got Cena too. So you got you got Rusev, Rusev. and everyone else has John Cena. So I'm not going with John Cena because I feel like they want to build up the mid card titles. I'm going with Cena, even though I feel like that should be the case. <laughs> I'm going with John Cena because I feel like, like you just said, Mike, they made it way too obvious. It was a miracle in and of itself at Fastlane when Rusev won, much less twice at WrestleMania. So I don't feel like Lightning will strike will strike twice at WrestleMania with Rusev beating John Cena. Which is unfortunate because I feel like Rusev should win. It would elevate him to an all-new high. But um, what w I would like to see Rusev winning, obviously. What I would love to see is that Rusev wins here. And then the question is, who does he work with next? There's a couple of baby faces. There's Dolph Ziggler, Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose. Any of those guys would be great. But, I mean, this is like a long shot. But imagine, Rusev wins at WrestleMania, beats the face of the company, the guy who beat... Rock and all these other people at WrestleMania, okay? So, Rusev wins. Next night on Raw, he comes out and says, I've beaten everybody. I'm the best U.S. champion ever. It was on this Raw a year ago where I made my debut, and I've been here for a year, and I've been, you know, I've been going undefeated. So then out comes this NXT star, Sami Zayn or Finn Balor, and beats him for the bell. He beats, he hands him his first loss. Do you feel like that could happen, RJ? Uh, Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. I, Sorry, think, I think that would diminish all that he did. I feel like it would be... I think it would be awesome, but I think it would literally just take Rusev's last year and shit all over it. He's been so dominant, and he's being Cena, but he loses to Neville or Zayn. I don't see it. That's true, but I feel like maybe they could do it in fluky fashion, maybe with John Cena costing him the belt. Do you feel like that could be or the case? Or make it like, yeah, or make it like fluky, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Like have a distraction or something. Exactly. I still don't think it's right. Because then what are they going to do? Is Sami Zayn fighting Kane at Extreme <laughs> Rules? <laughs> True, yeah. Because he's the only... What other heels could have baby face face again after after that? Like, who else is he going to face? Ryback For the heels? Again? For the heels? Yeah. If Sami Zayn won. If Sami Zayn won, what heel could he face? That's a good question. Bad news. Barrett? Famous. Like, big show. Stardust. Okay. Like, you're just refilling the feeder. True. All these guys that... But then who does John Cena face? That's why I have Rusev winning. Oh, true. Oh, okay, good point, good point. So John Cena, that's... that. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. John Cena wins, and then he loses back the belt to Rusev at Extreme Rules. And then whoever costs John Cena that match will be his next feud. That's what I feel like is going to happen. We got that same exact thing with Big Show a couple see, years can ago. Can you see Sheamus screwing over? John Cena? I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Yeah, and like, like Arden was just saying, instead of the Orton-Rollins thing, you insert him into the Cena-Rusev thing. Oh, that's perfect. Because Sheamus was feeding with Rusev on his way out. So you think, oh, Sheamus is going to come out. He's going to save, you know, John Cena from Rusev. And he beats him up. And he costs him that match. We've seen the feud before. But, um, and you know, in either scenario, Rusev still loses. So 
I, I, I still got John Cena. I mean, I'm going to face the facts here. I'm just going to accept not, reality. I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> I don't think Crap, that... This is why... This is why you have to be a writer, and I'm not even trying to like ride you here. And I've said it for months now, though. You need to be on the WWE writing staff. I don't give. A, I don't care what your resume is. Uh, but that's. I didn't even think about an NXT call up, uh, and then you plan. You have Rusev's next feud right there. I think that's brilliant. Bring up Sami Zayn or Adrian Neville. Um, have him go against Rusev. That's. I think that's a tremendous. I, idea. I like the idea with the NXT star. But the issue I have is him dropping the belt. I would have to be the next a, night. I would accept night. a Sami Zayn, like, absolute dogfight. Like, he's put Rusev through all the stuff he can do. Can't beat him. Rusev wins after a hell of a match. Hits him with the Huluva kick. I like that, actually. 50, 100 times, but Rusev keeps I kicking mean, out. The night after WrestleMania? The night after WrestleMania. Then they feud. He, he tells Rusev, I gave you your lunch, and you barely beat me. Give me a rough match at... Extreme rules. Do Maybe then he beats him. Do what they should have done with Jack Swagger, and you have him beat Sami Zayn a couple times, and it builds to Zayn beating Rusev for that belt. Yes, I would accept that. I do not want Rusev to drop the next night. Okay. I think I like that actually. I really like that idea. So I mean, this is our booking scenario, which means it's not going to happen because I never <laughs> listen to logic. But um, end of the day, though, for this matchup, you got Rusev. Rusev. And everyone else has got John Cena. So moving into the top three matches of the night, easily, easily the most unpredictable matchup on the card. It is Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. This matchup could very well go oh either way. You can make God. No one walks out of this thing a winner. We've talked about this at nauseum for months now, but no one walks out of this thing a winner, but someone will get their hand raised at the, hand, at the end of this matchup. So, hey, hey, Graham. What's Graham, up? Let me, you know, can I, if you mind, let me go first on this because this match is tearing me apart. <laughs> go right ahead, man. Oh, man. I'm sitting here like, I know, I'm sorry, man, but here's the deal, man. I, I've been thinking about this match for a few days now, and and I'm really torn because I truly don't know where to go. Like, I could understand both sides of the spectrum in terms of people that want Taker to win and people that want Bray to win. Like, I completely get it. It's but a lose -lose where situation. Exactly. Here's where it goes back to. You want to know where it goes back to? It goes back to how inconsistent and terrible WWE writing has been over literally the past five years. Because anybody that watched in the late 90s or early 2000s, when the writing was so good, guys can lose big-time matches and bounce back. With writing today, you're not sure if a guy can bounce back. And I think what the company is stuck with is, okay, how do we put both guys in the position where win or lose, they'll be okay? But I will say this, though, and maybe this will answer the question about who do I want to win. We cannot have Taker all of a sudden being this right of position where every year he comes back for the rest of his career and it's okay since the streak is over. We need you to put this guy over. No. Lesnar was the prime example of being the right guy to go over Taker because it made a ton of sense for what they were going to do. Okay? If Bray Wyatt is going to beat Undertaker, there better be a pretty damn good plan for him after. That's all I'm going to say. So they better have something prepared for this because it really is a lose-lose match. You can't, there's really nothing else you can do. If Taker loses for the second time in a row, I don't want to see Taker next year. 
I don't care if it's in Texas WrestleMania 32. If Taker was again this year, I do not want to see him again next year. I swear to God. And the thing is, is that the guy went undefeated for 21 straight years, and then he loses two years in a row. That's why it's a lose-lose. And you make a great point, because I never thought about this, Arden, but you just brought it up. The aftermath with Bray Wyatt, and like a big win of beating The Undertaker, the only the second person to do so behind Brock Lesnar. What does that do for Bray Wyatt in the long term? Logically speaking, it would benefit him big time, obviously. But... I'm not going to say they botched the feud with Brock Lesnar and him being champion because I think that's been well handled for the most part, aside from, you know, not having work more shows, but that's not his fault. Um, with Bray Wyatt, they have to either, A, have him beat Undertaker and, you know, go on to win the freaking belt, or Undertaker wins and then he faces Sting. There is absolutely no reason as to why Undertaker should win here and then walk off into the, into, into the sunset. There is no reason why that should happen. If, and if this is going to be his last match, it has to be him losing. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't agree with, like, him losing two years in a row, but if it's his last match, it's got to go down that way because then Bray Wyatt, because Taker leaves for good, and then Wyatt, what do you do with him? You know what I mean? It's just, it's a lose-lose. Mike, you said it yourself. So I want to get your thoughts on this, Mike. Who do you got going over? Um. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I think you, me, and RJ, we, we even talked about this a uh, month ago, or maybe not a month ago, maybe a month ago, that it's a lose-lose situation. Honestly, they're just such just stupid uh, booking and writing by, by the WWE staff, and I don't know. I think they just saw, you know, oh, Bray Wyatt, you know, new face of fear, all right, put me in Taker and have it pass the torch. And they didn't think about the previous 22 years. Like, you can't. I'm, I'm with Arden. Like, if Taker loses another match, I, I barely want to see him. I barely have interest in him this year. Um, I, You know, I'm, I, I love Undertaker. You know, one of my favorite, probably top three wrestlers, but, uh, you know, the, especially with no streak, his whole mystique and his whole deal goes down significantly. You know, he's just a 50, 51-year-old guy now. Um, so him, you know, if he loses two years in a row after winning 21 straight years, is is just really, really just stupid, stupid uh, writing uh, and booking. Um, I think best-case scenario in this match is a taker win um and i just think with taker winning a lot of people are gonna see are gonna be like you know bray wyatt how does he lose to this 50 year old guy uh why it's gonna get buried i i don't think and i totally agree though it's a lose-lose but i don't think it could be as bad as we are making it out to be initially a month ago i remember saying you know this is terrible blah blah, blah. I don't think it could be. I think that they could, if Wyatt loses, Taker goes over. It, it's not like the end of Wyatt's career or anything like that. If they make him look strong, like Punk did a couple of years ago, like Shawn Michaels did, like Triple H did, um, you know, granted they, they've done that story where you know Taker's got taken to the limit, basically. You know, they've done it, but I think that's the only way you can book it uh, with with him these days. Uh, but if you make Wyatt look really, really strong. Uh, and take Undertaker to his limit with Undertaker going over. That's the best-case scenario. Um, as to my prediction, who's going to win? I got Undertaker. Who I want to win? I got Undertaker. You know, but like I said, especially, too, with him not showing up uh, at all during this, it's just been really hard. And Bray Wyatt's 
promo last night absolutely killed it. I thought he did an awesome job last night with his promo. Um, but uh, one guy selling a match is really difficult. Um, you know, they had a couple of cool things, but uh, you know, I'm just not as excited as, about this match as I feel like I should be. Um, and part of that's because there is no more streak. But I got I got taken, um, and I totally agree with Arden that if Taker doesn't win. I, I know it's just home state next year, and, and, you know, they want to break the attendance record and all that stuff, but I don't want to see him next year. If you if it goes 21 years in a row not being defeated at WrestleMania and then two straight years, you know, it's just it's just stupid. And now with Brock Lesnar resigning, I don't think breaking the streak uh, looks that bad because now they can continue to book Lesnar as this beast uh, who took down the streak and everything, especially for the next year or two. Um, so it doesn't look that that bad, um, but I, I, I yeah, Taker gotta go over anything other than Taker winning is just stupid. Essentially, on paper, it's a loser versus loser match. Both guys lost to WrestleMania last year, therefore, why should I care about it? Based off Undertaker not being there, they made the most of it. Bray Wyatt has, like you just said, Mike. I thought his promo last night was exceptional. I thought it was great. And you make a great point, too, because one of the biggest you know, criticism coming out of WrestleMania 30 was, and we talked about this last week, was the streak being broken worth it? And now that Lesnar has resigned, a case can be made that it was. Um, you know, ruining a 21-year investment, I, I understand that. I still don't. I still say that the streak should not have been broken. But in terms of... I agree of, with you. And I don't mean to cut you off real quick, though. Um, and I apologize for cutting you off. But um, I agree with you that I don't think it should have been broken. I think it was a bad decision. One thing that does drive me nuts about, about this um, feud or whatever is that he's been gone for a year, and he hasn't addressed he hasn't addressed it at all yet. You know, mm-hmm. at least have him... At least have him address the streak. You know, he hasn't said a word about it, so he's just going to go and fight Bray Wyatt and act like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's... I think that's stupid. But anyway, continue. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. No, that you make a great point. He has yet to address it, and that's the whole thing going into WrestleMania. Is he going to be in good shape? What is he going to do? How is he going to look? What's he going to say? He's not going to say anything, obviously, at WrestleMania. But that's the whole interest going into this match. That's why I'm looking forward to it, to see The Undertaker. But the outcome itself is very hard to predict. And I think, like you just said, with Lesnar resigning, in retrospect, what was the bigger flop from WrestleMania? The streak being broken or Wyatt losing? Honestly, after what we saw tonight, I would say Wyatt losing because at least his streak being broken can be paid off with Lesnar being re-signed. With Bray Wyatt, you know, losing two years in a row on the grand stage is not going to help his credibility whatsoever, and he has significantly cooled off since his loss to John Cena. He's been doing a really good job of getting that heat back in recent months, but if he loses to Taker, then where does that put him? And if Roman Reigns wins, then you need top heel challengers for him, and you can't do that with Bray Wyatt if he loses to The Undertaker. Like you said, Mike, his career will not be ended. He will not be done for good, but it will, you know, decrease his credibility or, you know, his momentum significantly if he loses. But, um, you know, you mentioned yourself, The Undertaker has not been seen or heard from from WrestleMania, which is why I feel like Undertaker will go over, shows up the next night on Raw, and, you know, to address, you know, the streak being broken, coming back, winning his first match since last year, you know, he's about to, t- he's about to speak, Sting comes out, you set that up for next year. You don't even have to say a single word. You know, Undertaker's about to speak, and Sting comes out instead, you set that up for WrestleMania. So I feel like that's something they can do uh, for the post-night Raw, for, for the next night's Raw, 
Um, whether they do, you know, at the end of the show, in the middle of the show, doesn't matter. But that's my prediction. Undertaker goes over. They set up him versus Sting for WrestleMania 32. And that match, it's still going to mean something. But if Taker loses, I absolutely agree with you guys. Um, it, the match will not mean as much if Taker goes into that match with Sting with two losses. I mean, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. So, RJ, after all of that, what is your prediction for Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker? <sighs> This is a tough one for me. And you were in attendance for Wyatt's attendance last, last year. year yeah. and You saw it firsthand. And I was heartbroken. As we all were. As the Wyatt. No, I was heartbroken for Wyatt. I wasn't heartbroken for Undertaker. I, I, just, I just can't stomach another Wyatt loss. I think. I know everyone's point of Undertaker winning. I think the streak, I think the streak should have been broken. I think it should have been broken way earlier than it was. I think it Randy Orton... I think Randy Owen should have broken at 21, or Shawn Michaels should have won the second match. 26, so, yeah. 26. I think Shawn Michaels had plenty of years left on his belt, but that's another rant for another day. And I think, <laughs> obviously, Lesnar has capitalized off his win of the streak last year, becoming the beast and being a monster this whole last year, and him resigning, he can keep going off of that. But Bray Wyatt was hot as hell going to WrestleMania last year. That legacy promo? Hot mm. as hell. And then he loses to Cena. Yeah, he won Extreme Rules in one of the worst matches ever and then lost again a payback. But then I think he was in the Money in the Bank match but did nothing. And then he wrestled against Jericho in an okay feud. Went over at SummerSlam. No, he didn't go over it. He won, yeah. He went at SummerSlam, but it was what it was. Left, came back. Then he beat Dean Ambrose. And then he got his heat back on him. And I think losing again, where does that put him? him where, as one of the here? top heels in the WWE, if he loses again, mm-hmm. who does he face next? Where does he go from here? Exactly. I think, obviously, everyone... And then if he loses Undertaker, he doesn't get his win back. Like, Mike said that like other guys could come back from like CM Punk and Triple H. and Trump, But there's established names that them losing Undertaker isn't that big of a deal. Exactly. Bray Wyatt has no credibility behind him. Has never won a title. Ever, 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 ever went to not even NXT or whatever. So nope. he has zero credibility behind him. He's built this whole character up to become somewhat of a threat, even if a threat that people even thought he was going to lose to John Cena, which he sh- I mean, beat John Cena, which he should have, but whatever. Another rant for another yes, day. Yes, that's another rant for another <laughs> day. But I think I wouldn't care that much if Undertaker lost again because I think they could have Sting lose this year and then have Sting and Undertaker next year. Kind of just like the two has-beens lose again. And what, they can still build off the icon versus icon. And I don't think the casual fan that would see, oh, Undertaker and Sting, they wouldn't really like, yeah, get go as, back deep, from last year, go yeah. as deep as we're dissecting this and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking of losses and stuff like that. I think I have to go with Wyatt. I know everyone's Undertaker predictions, but I have to go with Wyatt. You I can't. Wyatt? I can't. I don't think. I think it'll hurt him ten times worse if he loses than it'll hurt Undertaker to lose again. What do you think Bray Wyatt goes after WrestleMania? If he wins... And Rollins wins. I can see them doing a program with them. I don't think he needs to win the program, but I think it would be good for him. Wait, Rollins and Wyatt? Reigns and Wyatt. Oh, Reigns and Wyatt. Okay. Because I think what other face would you have him really battle, I guess? I think Reigns would have to be the one. It would have to be, yeah. For the championship. For the championship, because where else would he go? He already's had Cena, so that's a face out of the way. Mm-hmm. He's already, if Brian, if Brian wins, maybe have him and Brian, but I, I don't think they'd have Brian lose the title right away to Wyatt. And I think they have shown over the years that Wyatt had plenty of chances to win the belt, and they just never really gave him a chance to win the belt. I think I have to go with Wyatt. I think if he wins and Reigns wins, they'd go with the title. If he loses, I think 
maybe they put him in like Icy Tell the United States run, but I don't want to see him and Cena again, really. And I no, think, absolutely not. I no. think Brian versus him, it'd be a lose lose again because he would have to lose the wire. It would make no sense for uh, Brian to win then drop the wire. Exactly. Immediately, anyway. And yeah. like I said, they've had so much time to give Wyatt a title last year or the year before that, and then they just never did. Mm-hmm. I think the Icy title back a year or two ago could have built him up bigger, but. I don't know, I'm going Wyatt. You mentioned, I remember, about a year ago, coming after, you know, out of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Remember you were saying, like, he should be Intercontinental Champion? That was before Jericho came back, and we knew, you know, we didn't yep. even know that was going to happen, obviously. But, um, yeah, I feel like he can be, with with the titles being, you know, rumored to be elevated coming out of WrestleMania, that'd be a nice fit for him. But like you said, I don't want to see him face either Cena or Brian so quickly. Him versus Reigns would be good, but you know Reigns isn't going to drop the title like the first pay-per-view. Yeah. If it's going to be the Wyatt, so... Where you go with Wyatt, that's the real That's the real question. So, Wyatt, Undertaker for me. Final pick, Mike, who do you got? Um, for Taker Wyatt? Yep. Uh, I got Taker. And Arden, what's your final pick? Taker, man. Taker. So, three for Taker, one for Bray Wyatt. It's going to be interesting come Sunday. And the match itself, RJ, any, any quick thoughts on what the match could be itself from an in-ring standpoint? Uh... I don't think it's going to be a five-star classic. I think they could tell a good story, but my hopes aren't up for a great match. Especially after the, the, the After the crap fest yeah. I saw last year at WrestleMania. Snooze so. fest between Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, or whatever that was supposed to be. But should be a good match regardless. Hopefully they can they can uh, not live up to expectations, because I don't think anyone's expecting it to be like a five-star classic, as you said. But up next are the final two matches on the show. And even though it's like the semi-main event, I think it's more predictable than most of the matches. Triple H versus Sting. Now, I gotta say, of all the matches on the show, I think I'm looking forward to this one the most. The build has been great. They did a great job last night. Sting has been awesome. Triple H has been doing really, really well in his role. And they ditched the whole WCW crap. Sting said that last night. He said, I'm not here to avenge WCW. I'm here to take down Triple H. And I marked the hell out for that. I thought it was great. So, um, Mike, I will start with you. Who's your prediction, Sting or Triple H? I got a piece of popcorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. No, no, you uh, Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, I'm real happy that they did this whole WCW uh, WWE up thing because I would have been kind of pissed if they were trying to do, like, another, like, like, oh, Sting's the last guy uh, of WCW. This is the final invasion, like, the final nail in the coffin, the invasion storyline. So I'm real glad that he, uh, he kind of nipped that in the bud last night. Um... I think it has the potential to... I'm with you. I'm really excited for this match. Uh, I, I would have liked to see Triple H um, get the upper hand last night or just in one of these shows, just because I feel, it's been, I feel like it's been all sting uh, ever since Survivor Series. You know, Triple H hasn't gotten the upper hand at all, pretty much. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I'm really excited for this match. I kind of wish... That they just because I'm so sick of the authority, I, I just kind of wish that they made like a stipulation uh, that if Sting wins, the authority doesn't have power anymore or something. Um, just because I feel like the, you know the heel authority figure storyline has just been done to death. Um, you know, even in TNA with you know Dixie Carter last year, that was just awful, and and I, I think the authority storyline has run its course as well. Um, I, I for my prediction, I, I got Sting. I got Sting going over. Um, I you know everyone says you know Triple H is a selfish guy and doesn't put people over at WrestleMania blah blah blah. I mean, you know there are some cases where that might be true, 
But, uh, you know, last year he put over Daniel Bryan, uh, put over Taker, Chuzai. So I think at the end of his career, you know, he knows, <laughs> it's kind of tacky, but he knows what's best for business. Uh, and I, I could see him putting over, putting over Sting. Um, and, I, and I want Sting to win. So I, I don't think it's going to be a five-star classic. Uh, I don't think it's going to be this incredible match. But it'll be entertaining, you know, 20, 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, and I think it has, a, it has the opportunity to be a great, great, or not a great, great match, but an entertaining, fun match to watch. Um, and uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think do you think that this match has the, uh, especially the way the crowd reacted last night to the final segment, do you, do you think that this match could close the show, or do you think it's definitely going to be Lesnar Reigns? You know, because someone asked that a couple weeks ago, I completely threw it out the window because I feel like they were, like there was no question about they were going to close the show with the title match. And at this point, the chances of it main eventing have increased, but I feel like still, regardless of the reaction in the main event, especially with Lesnar resigning now and with that being more unpredictable, they need to close with the championship matchup because something big is going to happen either way. If Reigns wins, he gets his big title win. And if Lesnar wins, then it's a big shock. We end and go up, we go off the air on that. If Rollins cashes in, a great way to close either, up the show. If either of them win too, if Rollins, I mean, if Reigns or Lesnar wins, he can still cash in. So exactly, that's exactly it. So any one of those options, I feel like, are a great way to go off the show. And if, Sting, if this match goes off the show, then you know Sting's going to win, even though it's already kind of obvious. Um, I feel like the chances are there that it could happen, but I don't see it happening. RJ, can you see this match headlining WrestleMania? I don't want it to, and I don't see it. I, don't, I think the title match should be the should be the main event. What about you, Arden? You feel like this the uh, Sting versus Triple H match could close out WrestleMania? Has to be the title match, man. It's I think it's basically always been that way at Mania, at, at Mania, and it has to remain that way. And I think the WWE would be silly to change it even with the popularity of this match. And I think this match will be even better because of the crowd participation. You already know they're going to be in this match, but with Brock's resigning and now even more uncertainty and more people that are going to want to watch this pay-per-view and that match, don't change a thing. So that said, I feel like there is a chance that you could have Sting and Triple H not have the greatest in-ring classic, like a Matt classic in the ring, but similar to WrestleMania 18, they have this great icon versus icon match. They blow away the crowd, and then the main event sucks. Like, you know, Triple H versus Jericho didn't wasn't terrible, but it was nowhere near as good as, you know, Hogan versus Rock from that night. So I could see something similar along those lines happening, but um, no, I don't really feel like it could close the show. I feel like it has to be the title match, especially after Lesnar resigned, um, you know, just today. So, Mike, I'll ask you again, who do you feel like is going to go over in this match? Who do you got, Stinger and Triple H? Um, keep choking on popcorn, damn you! <laughs> um, I got, uh, I got Sting, and I think that will. Uh, you might mention it before. I wasn't really paying too much attention, but um, uh, I think you know Sting wins, Taker wins, and you have WrestleMania 32. Um, they both coming off big wins, and you know, yeah, you got Sting winning. There you go. Hashtag book it, Arden. You're up next. What do you got for Sting versus Triple H? Gotta have Sting, man. Gotta complete all this that's been built, going back to Survivor Series with him interfering in that match. And, and I have to give credit to WWE. I'm also critical of them. I think all of us are. But every time they have brought out Sting, it felt as if they brought him out at the right time. You know, it felt like it was perfect. The crowd got behind it, and we all enjoyed it. But 
you got to have Sting, man, go ahead and get that revenge, not only for himself, but for WCW, so we can move on with what is the very likely match between him and Taker next year. With Sting winning here, I feel like it's going to be a big moment, and if Triple H was to win, I don't feel like it would put heat on Triple H in that, because you know Sting's not going to get his win back. Neither neither of these guys are regular competitors. Sting won't wrestle likely until WrestleMania next year, if if ever again. This might be his one and only match. I feel like that won't be the case. I feel like from the way that we've been seeing him, I feel like we will get another match out of him next year WrestleMania. But um, I don't know. I feel like it would be a flat moment if Triple H won. It wouldn't be like, oh, you know, he sucks. I feel like, oh, that was disappointing. Um, but I feel like the match could be go- could be good though. And RJ, before you give your prediction, it is worth noting that Triple H has not won a match since WrestleMania 29 two years ago when he beat Brock Lesnar. So just keep that in mind with your prediction. But who do you got? I'm going against the fence. I got Triple H on this one. Um, the game. I got the game in this one. I think they've had Sting go over Triple H for the last six months. I think Triple H is going to his revenge. I want to see. T- I'll, I'm not as big of a Sting fan as everyone else. He is what he is. He's kind of like Hogan to me. I could give two shits. Um, but I think Triple H will go over on this one. Then maybe Undertaker the next night if he loses too. It's like I'm going to retire. Sting goes. We have. I have one more match. I want one more match. I want against you. Mm-hmm. And then they do that retirement match for both of them next year at WrestleMania. Win or lose, I think that would be well for both of them. Um, I just I think Sting would win, but what would that benefit? Like, he beat Triple H. I think the story of him beating WWE would make more sense if he's beating Undertaker than being Triple H. Making Triple H seem like... The story they're telling is making Triple H... Like, I, totally, his, I totally agree with you. His to- the story they're telling with Triple H is that he pretty much slept his way to the top. Pretty much saying that. He got everything given to him. It's, it's how they're saying that. Triple H was, he's been given everything his career. They're kind of doing what he was saying when he taught the Taker in his DVD. Like, people are going to think different of you because, like, you married Stephanie McMahon. I feel like that's what they're doing in this. Like, yeah. Sting, like, you're, like, you get your handed everything, like, you are, blah, blah, but, like, they're trying to do this big WWCW thing. Triple H wasn't as big as Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock. I think they had they have to do that against Undertaker. And I think this whole Triple H build based off of Sting like mad that he's the authority. Like I don't really get the story that him getting translated into Triple H. I think the story is kind of mixed up in that. I think they could have done it with Undertaker. And I think Triple H would make sense going over. Like I said, then like he killed WCW and they can just get rid of WCW. They need to just kill talking about it. <laughs> Because it's been over for 10 years, 15 years at this point. They need to stop talking about it. I think, like... Yeah, and I, I totally, uh, I agree with you. Like, it was driving me nuts when they were kind of, they, they were kind of going down that, that, you know, Triple H is the WWF, mm-hmm. like WWE, you know? And it's like, Triple H wasn't even, like, top, maybe in the top five. Like, I would not describe, and Arden has been talking about, you know, the Attitude Era in the late 90s, early 2000s, and, like, Triple H, you know, I remember hating him, which, you know, he was a great heel then, but you think that era, you don't think, the first thing that comes to mind is not Triple H. The first thing, I think the first thing you think of Ruthless Aggression era is Triple H, the heel Triple H. I don't think, I I don't think he was the head of, like, the WCW, WWE, I think they're kind of screwed that story up, and they kind of, like, oh, Triple H is the only guy we have left, and we're saving Undertaker, so, yep, it's Triple H, top of WWE. Yeah. I just think it's stupid how they're kind of trying to say, like, Triple H, like, he was given everything, even though he wasn't. I don't know. I think it's just a dumb story, but I got Triple H. I'm going with all the heels right now. 
Well, here's my prediction for this. And you just mentioned this. And I think it's great because we've been saying for weeks, the story behind this is dumb. Thankfully, they dropped it on Monday. That's why I thought that segment was so good. Do you think the story would have been better from the start? I've been enjoying it since Survivor Series, but do you feel like they could have gone in the direction instead with Triple H or Sting saying that, you know, WCW was killed by management? Because, you know, granted with, with Russo and Hogan, you know, people taking over WCW, yes, WWF played a significant role in defeating WCW, but at the end of the day, it was management that killed WCW. Do you feel like Sting coming in and saying, you know, management killed my company, now you're going to kill the WWE as the authority, I'm going to stop you from doing that, and that's why I cost you your job at Survivor Series. Do you feel like that would have been a better story to tell? I think it would be a better story to tell, but I think... I think Triple H is doing better for the company than it is now. So I yeah, think, no, well, man, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like a storyline story standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would make more sense. But then he came back a month later, so like, yeah, that was. It yeah. didn't really matter, but um, that I think was that another, story, that's for another that day. story would be better than what the one they're portraying right now. Yeah. So at the end of the day, though, you got Triple H. I got Triple H. I got Sting. Mike, your final prediction for this matchup? Uh, I said Sting, but you know, I just brought up a great point that uh, <laughs> Triple H hasn't gotten like the upper hand like at all. He looked like a pussy. Like, part of my language, he looked like a pussy this whole feud. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to say Sting just because, just because, you know, I, I I don't know, like, what Triple H has to has to gain off of a win, you know, and it's Sting's first match, and it's really, you know, anticipated his first time in the WWE ring, first match, like, so I, I got Sting, but, uh, you know, it is kind of surprising that they didn't let Triple H get the upper hand, like, at all. Kind of reminds me of, uh, Lesnar Taker last year, where Lesnar like didn't get the upper hand. I don't think at all. Maybe until the last Raw, and everyone mm-hmm. was thinking, um, everybody was thinking, you know, Lesnar doesn't have a, sh- a shot, blah blah blah, and he came from out of nowhere and beat the streak. Um, so it's, it's surprising that they didn't have him uh, get the upper hand at all. But I, I got to try to put my money on it. From a storyline standpoint, it makes sense that Triple H would go over, but. Like like Mike just said, I feel like it's because it's Sting's first match. Triple H does not have anything to gain from this. He's still Triple H. He's still, you know, one of the greats. And then Triple H does not have an obvious feud from here. It's not like he beats Sting and then he, you know, puts over Dolph Ziggler at Survivor or at SummerSlam. I feel like that's they might. I have no idea. I don't think that's going to be the case though. They're not building this up to a bigger, um, you know, a bigger picture here. So that's why I feel like Sting will go over. And um, with Sting, I mean, here's the thing that would not shock me. I will say this much. It would not shock me if Triple H won. Because like we mentioned at the start of the broadcast, you know, Brock Lesnar comes back, this house of fire, first match back in 10 years, and he loses to John Cena. It would not surprise me if they had Sting lose his first match in the WWE to Triple H. I'm not saying that's an ego thing on Triple H's part. It's just the booking. I feel like the creative team might have him lose. But at the end of the day, though, my pick is still remaining with Sting. Um, Arden, who's your final pick for this matchup? Sting. Sting. Also, I think this could be interesting. Maybe, I know he's not like the thing, but I think they could have Triple H win, Lesnar wins too, and Rollins tries to cash in and fails. So then Triple H tries to step in and try to gain the title back for the authority and face Lesnar again. You want to do that? I don't again? want to know if I want to see it, but I can say Lesnar says F you to the authority because you know what? Lesnar's not about the authority. Rollins tries to cash in and it fails, and then Triple H has to step up for the authority and win the belt, and he goes against Lesnar. That I could see that happening. SummerSlam, book it right now. SummerSlam 2012, three years later. Yeah. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Not necessarily something I want to see, but I could see it happening. 
I mean, this is WWE after all. They, you know, completely butcher a lot of their storylines, so not surprise me in the slightest. But that being said, we get to the main event between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And also we'll get to Seth Rollins cashing in, so do not mention that just yet. We'll get to that at the end of this prediction panel. So kicking it off, RJ, I'll start with you. Brock Lesnar, the newly resigned Brock Lesnar, I'll say that, versus the not-so-ready for main event scene, Roman Reigns. Who do you got? I think the money's in Lesnar. i got to go with Lesnar. I think even if Lesnar wins, it won't hurt Reigns. Reigns won't be hurt anyways because people, if he lost to Lesnar, it looked like he'd lose strong in defeat. Lesnar's the beast. He's not going to win, and it'd still look good if he put on a fight and lost to Lesnar. I think Lesnar winning would make way more sense. And then even if, like, Seth Rollins does cash in, we're going to say that later, but, like, maybe have Reigns screw Lesnar after the match and Rollins cash it in, then they can have that feud. And then maybe Reigns gets over at SummerSlam or Reigns gets over down the line. I just don't think you could sell a pay-per-view right now with Roman Reigns at the top of the WWE because who's he going to wrestle against? What, what heel would he wrestle against? He's going to go over as, the, as a face. They're pushing him as a big baby face. I think Lesnar, now that he's resigned, I think Lesnar's going to win. I think he may lose the Rollins in a cash-in, but it would have to be some kind of, uh, like, comes, some kind of, like, dirty loss. Like, he's not going to lose, like, clean. Someone's going to have to interfere, and he's going to lose it. I think the money's in Lesnar winning it, and I think him losing, it would be like, what's the point? I, I guess the streak would make a point, but I think people would be like, well, Reigns isn't even ready, and no one wants to see Reigns champion, so it wouldn't even matter. I think the money's down the line with Reigns win winning the title down the line. I don't think he's improved that much over the last couple months. I don't think – I don't hate that he won. It's obviously Manager's fault. I don't think it's his fault. Like, if someone said, hey, you're going to win the WWE Championship, I'd be like, let's go. Exactly. Like, I don't give a shit if no one thinks I'm ready. But I think Lesnar resigning, I think he has to win. Even if he drops the belt, I think they can continue this Reigns feud, and I think it's better for business. I think, like you said, it's not more so that people wouldn't care if he was champion. He's just not ready. And I think that was more evident than ever last night on Raw. He didn't say anything, but the ending to Raw, and we'll get into this right now because we're going to talk about it before. Your thoughts in the final segment of Raw? Um, terrible. Absolutely I terrible. was like, what the hell? They just went off the air. I thought like, like someone was going to hit him with a belt or like some kind of, They haven't had any physical contact in this whole feud. Which, which is fine. It's but the fine, way, but, but the last night executed. they should have had something. The execution of it was very, very poor. They should have maybe get Superman Punch or like F5 something. You can't have these two guys... Especially Lesnar, he looked like like holding a, a child, title. Yeah. He looked like a little baby. It was stupid. Um, and I, the final raw, and the final raw, and it ended like so unclimatic. Like they just like and like they showed like the stupid trademark thing and just went off the air. Everyone's <laughs> like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, I think Lesnar. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not trying to be negative here by any means, but um, especially you know, Graham. I know you're all about positivity and TMA, you know, but uh, <laughs> but, you got um, it, bro. Uh, with me, uh. Not to cut you off, this has honestly, I'm not trying to be negative at all, but this has been one of the most like underwhelming, lackluster roads to WrestleMania that I can remember in a while, in a long time. It's not being negative if you're being truthful. I will say that much, and that's the complete <laughs> truth. I feel like the road, the road to WrestleMania has not been bad. I, I mean, I've been more excited because, I don't know, I'm just excited for WrestleMania, as you are too, RJ, I'm sure. But I feel like I will, I will say that the hype for this matchup has been very, very poor. It's not because the build has been bad, but the only thing carrying this matchup are two things. One, Paul Heyman, and two, the fact that you don't know who might win at this point. With Lesnar's contract status, which has been resolved, 
But um, I feel like that's the only thing making me care about this match. The fact that, you know, Roman Reigns has been riding this wave of momentum and Brock Lesnar, you know, he hasn't been doing anything since the Rumble. So that's not his fault, but they're not booking him properly. But the build has been horrendous. Honestly, um, and I, I can understand why they didn't do it because uh, Lesnar is quote unquote the heel, um, and they want Reigns to get as much as many cheers as possible. But I feel like if uh, if if Heyman came out last night and said my beast just resigned for two more years, the place would have went nuts if uh, if they announced that he signed last night. But like mm-hmm. I said, I, I don't think they would do that just because he's not supposed to get cheered. Um, but even so, I think that because they, they came out that he resigned, he might get he, get, he might get cheered um, on Sunday even more. I think he'd get cheered over Reigns, anyways. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like the badass guy that everyone like wants to see win. I think even if he's a dick and like I think I love the guy, but I think anyone from casual fan like that guy kicks ass. Like he's the stone cold badass. Like even though he's supposed to be the guy you hate, you love him. It's not Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, and that both guys are leaving. Roman Reigns is staying, but even then, people know he's not ready. And with Brock Lesnar, it's not like oh, there's still so much left to do. And, and technically, there is, but people recognize he's going to go to UFC. We we saw this coming. Yeah. You know, back in 04, it was a little bit different when you're like, oh, you screw this guy, you're supposed to be a top guy, and you don't want to travel all this other BS. And that's not the issue here. People still would have cheered Brock over Roman because they want to see him, you know, stay with the WWE. That's why they want to see him win, so, or see him win. So that's why they would have cheered him regardless, but it's not even like they're hiding from that fact either. He mentioned that in the interview. I looked on WWE.com, and they announced it too that they are sticking together. Um, that Brock Lesnar is staying with the WWE, sticking with them. So they're not shying away from that whatsoever. But um, I do agree that the build has been very, very lackluster, and I'm very excited for it, if only for the fact that Paul Heyman will be at ringside for his first WrestleMania main event, I think, ever. I don't think he's been in a WrestleMania main event yet. Um, but I think the match itself could go very go either way from an in-ring standpoint, but the outcome is definitely going to be interesting, to say the least. But, uh, Mike, who was your final pick? Or did we not ask you yet? I think you just jumped in, right? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of butted in there. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, a couple things about this match. Uh, I know we don't have we have like five minutes left or whatever, but um, what was about to, I was about to say? This is why I asked the question before, what what match do you think goes on last? Because I honestly, and, and I, I want to see, you know, if I was there, I'd be cheering for Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think the majority of the crowd is going to cheer for Lesnar. Uh, but if this, if this goes on last, it's really... Uh, you know, if I'm Vince McMahon, I'm trying to think of myself like kind of kind of got to gauge the crowd because you know, 95% of WrestleManias end um, on a on a happy note, on a good note, has a good feel good ending. Last year with Daniel Bryan, it's usually it's usually you know the heel does not win. Mm-hmm. Um, in this match, you know they want you can tell the company wants Reigns to go over, but if that's the last uh, match on the show. I don't know if that's going to get a great reaction, um, you know, especially like, like I said about an hour ago. But I personally, I don't think, unless my TV was messed up, I, I think that Reigns was significantly outbooed uh, over Lesnar. Um, you know, it's kind of a weird way to describe it, but I, I heard more boos than, than cheers when mm-hmm. Reigns came out, especially when he ripped the uh, ripped the title away from him. That place was, was for sure booing him. Um, which, you know, you just talked about it, but that was such a horrendous ending of, uh, I think RJ is standing there watching my TV and I'm just like, 
what the hell was that? Like, um, literally just went off the air. Just so weird. Like, it made both guys look weak, and, and you just like two five-year-olds in the sandbox, like, just fighting over, like, a uh, piece of gum or something. It was just so weird. Like, you know, Brett is not going to let any... After Hall Heyman literally talked about how much he loves that title and how uh, it's personal to him and blah, blah, blah. And then Reigns just, like, grabs it from him, like, makes Lesnar look weak as hell, just not, like, laying him out. Even though I do agree, um, one of you guys said it, I do agree that uh, no contact, I, I kind of like that. You know, it's kind of like a UFC type of feel to it. Uh, no physical contact before the match. I'm, I'm down with that. I have no problem with that. Um, but uh, it was such a bad ending of Raw last night. The build has been lackluster. Uh, I'm hoping that Lesnar can, because uh, Reigns is not ready to carry a match. Um, as you know, they had a good match last month, but he was with Daniel Bryan. So I feel like usually Lesnar's the one who doesn't have to be carried, but I feel like he is the one in a match that um, he needs not someone to carry him, but someone to kind of lead him. You know, like Punk and SummerSlam. Um, just kind of thinking about his best matches, Kurt Angle, way back when. You know, his best matches, he was in there with somebody, uh, besides maybe Cena, he was, uh, he was always in there with someone that would lead him. So I'm interested to see uh, how, how it goes um, and if he can lead the match and, and you know, make it, a, uh, make it a memorable match with Reigns because Reigns is definitely not going to be the one, you know, calling the shot. And that's another thing, too, because we thought a couple weeks ago that that Reigns, or Lesnar, excuse me, at the end of his run, he's leaving, so he's like, you know, I don't give two craps, I'm not going to put any effort into this matchup, much like his matchup with Goldberg. But I feel like with this match, now that he's been re-signed, that we can get him, you know, we, we can get that matchup, or we can, the match can be really, really good, because he's going to care because he's re-signed with the company. You know what I mean? The thing is, I think, like, last year, I think you could, could consider, like, um, you would consider, uh, Lesnar would ca kind of carry the match that they had last year because Undertaker was a 50-year-old man that was, like, dead on the ground. And he was, like, picking him up and doing all that stuff with him. So I think Lesnar can carry this match and bleed it. I just think maybe... I don't know what I... Her call has been forward. I don't know what you'd call it as, but I think Lesnar has to win this match. I don't... I don't even think it's that Reigns isn't ready necessarily because I think the title would put heat on him and make him more ready. I just think him winning, there's less faces for him to wrestle against. No, I absolutely agree. I feel like with Lesnar winning, that we can get that anything can happen feel. It's going to make me more excited for the next night's Raw. You know what I mean? I feel like with that, we can get that like, oh, what's going to happen next? If, if Reigns wins, I will still look forward to Raw. Like, you know, I won't be pissed if Reigns wins because we all saw it coming. But I feel like if Lesnar wins, we'll get that unpredictable feel, and it'll be like, you know, anything can happen. So I'm looking forward to it for that respect alone. But um, with Lesnar and Reigns, though, I still feel like... Lesnar, for one thing, I've seen some people say he should be a champion for the next year. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's going to hold I the belt for another year. I would say Lesnar could be champion for another year. You if, feel really? If he works every pay-per-view. Oh, okay. That I could see. But I feel like if he's working the same... No, I think he's going to work a little bit more than he has been. Hopefully. Said, I think they said like he was going to work more. You think so? And that John the Coachman said it, so I think he said he's going to work a little bit more. Hopefully. That'd be pretty sweet, so I'm I looking forward to that. I think considering part-time would be not every day. So. Yeah. He's not going to work No, house. Yeah, not, he's not going to work house shows. No, but the, every pay-per-view or most pay-per-views, more than two or three, would be ideal. So I would be looking forward to that. But Arden, what is your official pick for Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? 
this is another one where I've been thinking about it for quite some time. And after hearing you guys speak, you guys have led me in this direction, and I'm sticking with it. And I would like to say thank you for helping me get to this decision. Thinking about the crowd, thinking about the resigning, I have decided that I want Roman Reigns to win the WWE Championship, but I want him to win it in a way that will cause some controversy and something that will take it back to a decade ago in which, yes, Roman Reigns wins the championship, but with the help of Paul Heyman. I think it will be a great tie-in at the end. I think it will make sense concerning how, unlike other Brock Lesnar opponents, Paul Heyman at times has been very complimentary of Roman Reigns. And I think it's something to play off to the fact that WWE needs to understand that Roman Reigns is not a 100% complete babyface. He is somebody that is a mixture. He is, quote-unquote, a badass. And I think if you paired him with, you know, Paul Heyman, extreme fact that the people are already going to be behind Brock Lesnar and yet Brock Lesnar's image won't be changed to a complete babyface, I think that will make for one stellar WrestleMania ending. So count me in for Roman Reigns winning the championship in a very unlikely scenario that Paul Heyman helps him win the championship. I would love that term. I, I, I like that. I like that, what you're saying, Arden. But what I want to go back on, I think it was two weeks on Raw, Paul Heyman himself said, if Ro- if Brock Lesnar screwed at WrestleMania, whoever screws him... permitted for recording your message. If you're satisfied with the message, <laughs> press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and this? re-record, press 3. That was, I think, believe Mike, I think his phone killed on us, and I called him yeah. back, and we're leaving a message. If you're satisfied with the message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. Okay, we're satisfied with the message, so shut the fuck three. up. <laughs> shut the f- one sec. We've got to just delete this and all this other two. shit. Okay, sorry about that. We got Mike off the... Well, Mike wasn't on the line. He, I think he hung up or his phone died. All right, so back to us. I think <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Paul Heyman, even himself, said, if any way Brock Lesnar screwed out of this title, whoever does it to him will not walk out of this building alive. He even said that if authority screwed him over, whoever it was, he was going to kick their ass. So I like the thing of Heyman maybe screwing him over, but then Lesnar wouldn't... Like, Lesnar wouldn't just walk out of the ring and be like, oh, okay, I lost to WrestleMania. He'd freaking freak out. I think this is how they could set up Seth Rollins. If that if you they screw him over with Heyman, Lesnar freaks out, beats the living shit out of Reigns. Heyman's running up the ramp, and what's Lesnar gonna do? Chase right after him. Who's coming through? Running through the crowd. Seth Rollins with the briefcase. He jumps over the ring. They have Triple H or someone else, and whoever's the referee, they ring the bell, curb stomp. He wins. People go nuts. I actually love that scenario right there. I love the Roman Reigns. Now, heel turn, heel turn. Yeah, I could see that. I could see them turning Roman heel. Actually, that would be like a, like a triple turn? Would that be, a, be triple a triple turn? turn? What the hell is a triple turn? It'd I mean, be a triple be the, turn. The first time in wrestling. Because the crowd would be so pissed that Reigns won. Yeah, and Lesnar lost. Lesnar lost. So then everyone would be like, all right, there's Lesnar chasing off Heyman. And then people would freaking shit their pants <laughs> if Dan Dan hit off. <laughs> and you saw Rollins yeah. running through the crowd. Jumping like the shield, running through the crowd, <laughs> curve stop, pin, new champion, and it'd be a happy note because the crowd would be electric. Looking forward to Raw. What is, what is Lesnar's response exactly. to Paul Heyman? 
uh, you know, Paul Heyman enlists a new, uh, you know, a new client to, you know, challenge Brock Lesnar. Who is it going to be? Fucking Samoa Joe, people. <laughs> Listen to that. Samoa Joe versus Brock fucking Lesnar at SummerSlam. I don't want to see that. It's not going to happen after WrestleMania because he's not going to be there. Because um, he's not signing for another couple months. But I like his up. idea of the turn on Heyman. But like I said, I can have... an extra twist on it. The double turn because then he'd freak out on Reigns and beat the shit out of Reigns. Then chase after Heyman. And then everyone's like, what happens now? And then Rollins comes through the crowd because they'd run up like the ramp. Yes. And it so much sense. It would be amazing. Yeah, now you're getting my hopes up. We're not going <laughs> to see that. Now I'm going to be like in my room, like, come no. on. I'm not going to say that Roman winning is not going to happen because he's not Exactly. Ready. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, yeah, saying yeah, yeah, it's yeah. out of the ordinary. Like, I don't hate Roman Reigns. I just hate the way he's booked. Like, yeah, I don't agreed, care. Agreed. I'm not going to like cry if he loses or wins. Yeah. But I think it would have to. It'd make more sense. If he does win, he would have to lose it. Or Brock would have to retain. Yes, absolutely agreed. I feel like... With this matchup, it's not like um, I'm going to say, you know, Roman isn't ready, so therefore he's not winning. What happened to the Royal Rumble? We thought he wasn't going to win because he's not ready. Daniel Bryan was the perfect person to win. And he won in the most anticlimactic fashion ever with The Rock and Rusev and Big Show Kane. Horrendous fashion. One of the worst pay-per-view endings I've seen in quite some time. Arden and I talked about it on the show a couple months ago. So that being said, I feel like Roman winning is absolutely not out of the ordinary. And that's why I feel like he's going to win clean one, two, three. And that's it. And they expect him, you know, people to cheer him because they're just, you know, delusional like that. Vince thinks, oh, if we put the belt on him, then they'll cheer him. You know what I mean? Um, oh, actually, here's Mike right now. Let's see if we can get him. Hold and accept. Let's see if we can get Mike. Hey, Mike, you there? Yo. What's up? Yeah. Okay, one second. Let's merge Arden in here. Okay, I think we got the, I think we got the, the fatal four-way back in here. Arden, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, oh. the, uh, are you guys still on? Yeah, we're still on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I was in the middle of a big rant before, and then... Uh, <laughs> I just cut out. I think I called you back, and we like left you like a two-minute voicemail. <laughs> the- so if you want to listen to our prediction of Roman Reigns versus Lesnar, it's in your voicemail. But, um, yeah, basically what I was saying before, I feel like it's not out of the ordinary. I feel like my prediction is Roman Reigns wins, clean, one, two, three, no heel turn, go off the show with that. Do I want to say that? Absolutely not. I'm not going to cry like RJ said, because I know what's going to happen. But I love you guys' scenarios with Reigns going heel and joining with Heyman, or like you said, you know, Lesnar turning babyface, going after Heyman, and Heyman screws over Lesnar, and, and Roman goes heel, and Rollins cashes in. That would be an amazing way to close off. So, the Mike, I'll just catch you up with what we said. Arden says he thinks Roman's going to win because Heyman's going to screw Lesnar. Yep. I think Lesnar's going to win, but off his idea of Heyman screwing Lesnar, I'd have. Because, you know, like two weeks ago in Raw, Heyman said that whoever screws Lesnar is not going to walk out of the building alive. So my scenario was, if that happened, he'd beat the shit out of the reins, then chase Heyman up the ramp, and then out of nowhere, he'd hear Ron's music hit, and him running through the crowd with the briefcase and cashing it in, and Reigns would be, like, knocked out after Lesnar beat his ass and went to go chase after Heyman, and then he'd hit him with the curb stomp, one, two, three, crowd freaking shits their pants, because they were so mad Reigns won, and then Rollins comes in cash in the day. They end with their happy ending, because the crowd loved the ch- how Reigns lost the belt, and that's how you end WrestleMania. Hashtag book it. Book it. I would love to see yeah. it, but like, like we said before, I think you, you missed this part too, but I was just saying that because RG just said that, I'm getting my hopes up now, and now I'm going to be ten times more disappointed because it's not going to happen. I'm sure like Reigns will win clean one, two, three, but that's my final prediction, so got, RJ. I got Lesnar. You got Lesnar. I have Roman Reigns. 
Arden, who do you got? I'm sticking with my Rain Heyman. Rain Heyman. I'm going through with it. I'm going through with it. You're WWE World Heavyweight Champion, and Mike, you got two for Lesnar, one for Lesnar, two for Reigns. Who do you got? Um, it's tough, man. Especially after what happened uh, today. I got um. I'm gonna have to go with the reigning, defending yes. WWE <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion. Rock. Lesnar. Sounds good to me. You got two for Lesnar, two for Reigns. So I think the next question is who sees Rollins cashing in and when? You go first. I think he'll cash in on WrestleMania. I got next night on Raw. Arden, who do you got? Or how do you see Rollins cashing in? Oh, for me? Yeah, when do you see it happening um, and how can you see it happening? Truth be told, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. It's it's something that I'm thinking about, but I don't know. I, I'll say this, though. I think it's very likely that we'll see uh, Rollins cash in sooner on Reigns than Lesnar. Okay, okay. Take that. Write that down. Mark his words. And then, Mike, who is your prediction for Seth Rollins? How do you see him cashing in and when? Yeah, um, it's tough, man. Like I said, I've been thinking about him cashing in and when he's going to for, like, Ever since August, um, I honestly, I I gotta, I have no idea. I don't think they're gonna pull the trigger at WrestleMania. If they do, it'll be on Lesnar, not on Reigns. Uh, Lesnar will win, and then and then he'll cash in on Lesnar. I just don't think they're gonna ruin. Um, they're not gonna ruin Reigns' big moment. Um, or maybe you know maybe they have to, maybe that's their backup plan. Maybe they're gonna. See what how the crowd goes. If the crowd cheers, um, you know they'll just go off with the show. If they're boring them, choose Seth Rollins' music. You know, maybe they have a backup plan, something like that. Uh, I would like. I honestly have no idea. I could see it happening on Raw, but I'm with Arden. I, I just don't have any idea when they're gonna pull the trigger. I think it'd be interesting if they did have Lesnar win and Rollins cash in on Lesnar. Because they've been going to the story that Rollins brought Lesnar to the limit. He broke his ribs. He should have beat Lesnar at Royal Rumble, which we all thought was happening. I thought myself he was about to curb stomp him into the briefcase and he was going to win. I could see him cashing in at WrestleMania on either one of them. Him winning. They've had this cashed in. They've been talking about how they could have up to a year, and it used to be always WrestleMania. No one even came close to cashing in at WrestleMania. For 10 years. For 10 years. And I think Lesnar next night, he comes out on Raw. He's looking for Rollins, killing Kane and Big Show, and going through all the jobbers. And then Triple H goes, you need to stop. We'll give you your match at Extreme Rules. Rollins beats him at Extreme Rules. Dirty. So then they think he's gone. Rollins has a little feud with a couple of people. At SummerSlam, Rollins versus Lesnar again. Lesnar gets his revenge on Rollins and wins. They stole the unfinished business there from Exactly. Um, they still have that unfinished business from Rollins. And the next night, remember? The, the next remember night. Rollins and he was ca- like, I'm not leaving this seat. And Brock Lesnar walked up. He's like, okay. Okay, now remember that? And then and he technically never got his revenge on Lesnar. On him getting curbs off by Because he knows he has the briefcase so he can cash it in on the winner of that main event. Exactly. Like I said, and like, I'm pretty sure the last time they had contact, it was when Rollins curb stomped him on Raw. I believe he curb stomped him and Cena on Raw. Oh, you mean before the Royal Rumble, yeah. of course. Okay, you mean aside from the Rumble. Yes, beside the Rumble, that's the only contact they've had. And then yes. he beat him at Royal Rumble, but yeah. he technically broke his ribs and did. Like, they've been playing yeah. that story after. It wasn't one either, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they, they played that story after Royal Rumble, yes, how he put Lesnar out of action. That's why he's not fast lane. Yep. 
I think I think Seth Rollins versus Lesnar's in the cards for the future. I think that'll be an amazing feed. I do like that Lesnar's working more with young guys now. Rollins at Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So hopefully we see more of that coming out of WrestleMania. But either way, like I said, I got still got Reigns, but I I will say new WWE World Heavyweight Champion crowned by the end of the night, no doubt. No matter who it is, even though I got Reigns, new champion will be crowned. So that's it. WrestleMania 31 predictions are in the books, people. A two-hour spectacular. It's been phenomenal. But before we wrap it up here, final thoughts on the WrestleMania card. Arden, I will, thought, I, I will start with you. What are your thoughts on WrestleMania come this Sunday? Are you pumped? It's, uh, well, I am pumped for it. I'm excited for it. And it's, in terms of the card, it's a card that can either let you down or be one that is memorable for the right reasons. I absolutely agree. I, I feel like we've been saying this forever, but it can be either really, really good or really, really bad. But, um, you know, that being said, I'm still excited for it, and I feel like if they if it can be booked right, that's the key. If booked right, like you said, for all the right reasons, it could be memorable, then I think it could be a great show. But what is the one match that you are most looking forward to on Sunday? Oh, man. I probably will say it's probably the cliche answer, but it has to be Lesnar Reigns. It has to be Lesnar Reigns, just, again, because of the crowd reaction and to see the execution of the match from the beginning to the middle to the finish. So it's definitely that one. And for second place, it's also uh, Taker Wyatt. So mm-hmm. it's definitely those two with Lesnar Reigns being number one. All these matches in the card have got me pumped. I think every match has, in its own way is exciting, and I'll give my match as to what I'm excited for in just a minute. But, Mike, your final thoughts on the WrestleMania card and the one match that you're looking forward to the most, more than anything else in the card? Yeah, uh, you guys nailed it. I honestly, the build, like we talked about, has been really underwhelming. You know, the build is in the past, though. The build's done with. It is what it is. It will go into the books as just a horrible road to WrestleMania. But, Looking at the card, I honestly, honestly think that uh, has the potential to be a top ten mania or a bottom, you know, a bottom eight mania. Uh, I don't think that there's really anything in between. It's really, it's going to be, it's going to be great or it's going to suck. A lot of these, a lot of these uh, matches have, you know, have the potential to uh, steal the show, so to say, or so to speak. Um, But I don't think there's any middle ground. I think it's going to be a great, great mania. I'm excited for it, not, you know, through the roof pumped about it, but um, definitely excited for it. Uh, and I, I think that it will be a, uh, I, I think personally it will be that top ten mania. I think everyone's going to step their game up, uh, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a good mania. Um, my most, my most anticipated match uh, is probably the uh, Intercontinental ladder match. I think that, you know, you got five, four, five, six guys in that match that can just go, and if you give them 20 minutes, even 15, you know, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon didn't have a ton of time. They had 15 minutes at most. Um, they had one of the most memorable ladder matches ever. Give these guys 20 minutes, and I think that they could put on a show-stealing performance. Um, you know, you can't... In the PG era, you can't do too, too much, but it's not going to compete with the TLC match, but I think it could be one of the most memorable ladder matches ever. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, and I'm more, maybe not excited for Reigns Lesnar, uh, more curious to see how it all plays out. Um, so those are my top two. 
With the ladder match, I'm kind of going off on that real quick. I think just like we saw with Ziggler and Harper at TLC, they can and are capable of having that great ladder match. And with so many people involved, with so many great workers, I feel like it can be memorable for all the right reasons. If it's not a complete clusterfuck, they can create a great match, and I'm very much looking forward to. But um, RJ, I move on to you. What are your final thoughts on the WrestleMania card, and what one match are you most looking forward to? I think, like everyone said, I think this WrestleMania has the potential to be one of the best. I don't think the best. I think that's safe for WrestleMania 30 for me. I was there. One of the probably the best experience I've ever had at any event. I think that nothing can trump that. But um, I think this has potential to be really, really good. And like you said, really bad. I think it could have in between like some of the marquee matches maybe flop and then some of them are better than expected. Mm -hmm. I think like Triple H and Sting could be a bad. The Wyatt and Undertaker could be bad. And like maybe Rusev and Cena better than people expect. And same with Rollins and uh, I mean Reigns and Lesnar. But I think the one match I'm looking forward to the most is one that no one said. I would have to go with Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. I would probably say this is probably my most forward match because it contains the future of the WWE, one of my favorite wrestlers now, Seth Rollins, and the future when I was a kid growing up watching wrestling, Randy Orton. So seeing like my 10, year, 10 years ago, like my hero, Randy Orton, who's like the future then, going against one of my favorite now, Seth Rollins, would be a hell of a match. I think they could put down probably one of the best matches of the night. And then secondly, I'd probably say it'd be a tie between Wyatt, Undertaker, and Reigns and uh, Lesnar. You said it yourself. I feel like Orton or Rollins is like the Orton of uh, what Orton was to Evolution is what Rollins is the Authority. That's kind of what the comparison is there. I'm looking forward to that match. I feel like, like I said before, the most anticipated match for me, not from an in-ring standpoint, but from a storytelling standpoint, Sting versus Triple H. Sting's first WWE match is gonna be something special. I'm looking forward to the entrances. Uh, Triple H's got the Arnold Schwarzenegger entrance or something like that. That's going to be sweet. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, Lesnar reigns to see what happens there. I feel like all those matches could be really, really good. Orton Rollins is going to be the wrestling match of the night if done right. So all those matches are shaping up to be great. With that being said, that's going to wrap up the WrestleMania Roundtable for WrestleMania 31 2015. It's been an epic show from start to finish. A lot of great, bold predictions that nobody saw coming. And a great way to go into WrestleMania on Sunday. But of course, before we go off the air, Arden, I will start with you. Thank you so much, brother, for joining us here on the show. It's been great. But before we let you go, make sure to plug your show, Facebook, Twitter, and where the people can find you. Thanks once again for having me on the show. It's always fun. And for those that want all of my information, all you have to do is follow me on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk, A-R-D-E-N, Sports and Talk. And then from there, I usually post everything that I do on a regular basis on there. So follow me on there, and you get the rest of my information, man. Thank you once again. No problem, man. Enjoy WrestleMania. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later, man. Enjoy WrestleMania, guys. You too, Arden. Thanks, man. You too. All right. All right. And Mike, now we go to you, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a great time to have you on the show. We had you on last year for the WrestleMania Roundtable, probably next year as well, for the next 20, 30 years if the show is still going into 2050. But uh, always a great time to have you on, brother. But before we let you go, plug, you know, plug your new blog. That's always great to, as well, your, uh, your Twitter, Facebook, and where the people of the wrestling world can tweet you at and find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know, again, thank you for having me. Like you said, you know, we start, I started doing this last year, uh, and I hope, you know, I hope we do this for 10, 20 years. Um, honestly, it's a great time, uh, and it's amazing uh, just to see, you know, how many, even Arden's one of them. You know, your your podcast, your uh, writing, your Twitter handle, 
brings people together. Uh, it's amazing how many, you know, I've met RJ, well, not actually me, but, you know, me and RJ talked because of you. Uh, Arden, me and him now will talk because of you. So it's, uh, I want to thank you for that, giving me the opportunity to come on here, you know, uh, say my say my views and all that stuff. Um, the new blog, you can uh, catch it on Twitter handle, at THK Sports, uh, or go on the website, which is hitting, H-I-T-T-I-N-G, dot Jimdo, uh, J-I-M-D-O, dot com. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a blog about sports, and I'm basically focusing on uh, WWE slash UFC stuff, so... Uh, excited for that. Uh, have some fun with it, and um, you know, maybe one day, hopefully, I can uh, have my own podcast and get you get you guys on there. But as always, always great time to talk to uh, fellow Endicott individuals, fellow goals. Yeah, um, I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you guys a lot. Have a great Easter and have a great mania. You, you too, too man. Mike. Like like I said, brother. Like I said, always a pleasure to have you on. So great to talk to you. So great to know you. It was great meeting you in person at Raw, one of the best Raws in recent oh, history. Man, that was, that oh, was a great time. Dude, I went back after I talked to Jericho last week. I watched the return on um I, I, I took a video of it and I kept on watching. It keeps on giving me chills of when he came back that night. Such an amazing moment. Um but yeah, so great that, raw. You still got that punk shirt I gave you? Yes, I do, brother. I have. I actually have it here at school. Maybe I'll wear it on Sunday to WrestleMania to RJ's <laughs> WrestleMania viewing party. <laughs> but like I said, I got to meet you in person. Hopefully, we can get you up here in the studio at one point. That'd we gotta, be we gotta do a thing as for SummerSlam. That'd though. be so great. But yeah, like I said, SummerSlam. We got next thing. SummerSlam. Me, you're gonna you, be there. Arden, and Mike. We Even gotta, if you don't buy yeah. tickets, we're gonna smuggle you in, dude. We're gonna smuggle you yeah, in, and we're gonna SummerSlam, have a SummerSlam. Let's make it happen. I gotta pull out. I gotta pull out couch. Guys, come crash for the weekend. Maybe we'll have like a, a SummerSlam uh, panel live or something like that. We can, we'll make something happen. But yeah. definitely pumped for sure. Uh, RJ, hopefully I meet you soon. Yep. Graham, thank you very much for having me. And uh, you guys have a great, great mania. You too, you too man. We'll talk to you soon. Catch you down the road, brother. All right, bro. I'll see you. And of course, RJ, we come to you. WrestleMania 31 on Sunday, baby. Five days away. I can't wait. And you're the host of the WrestleMania 31 viewing party. Everyone directed to RJ's place. If you want to watch WrestleMania 31. Come to Endicott College at 376 Hale Street. Come to Marblehead Dorm at room Uh 109. You are all welcome. We'll pack as many kids as we can. We're watching the WWE Network for only $9.99. We're watching a what system? What what do you have? Xbox One. Xbox One. Nice. HD. Hopefully the, the feed is and cut out. Exactly. It didn't last year. You were there live. I was live science. Yeah, you didn't no, have it. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have that issue. But hopefully, you shouldn't do that this year. But of course, before the we go, shameless off the plugs. Air, the shameless plugs. I got plugs. a bunch this week too. Oh, I got, okay. I got, I got Molly, Ben, Big Mac, Cam, Shannon, Graham, Mike, Arden. I don't care. Anyone that's a wrestling uh-huh. fan, shout out to you because. This is the best. This is our Christmas right now. I can't wait for WrestleMania. Even if it sucks, I'm still ready for WrestleMania. I don't even care. Um, if you can find me at Twitter, it's at RJ underscore Marcel. I, I, I thought that. you changed I your changed it. I was having a rainbow. Like, Where'd he go? I like, changed oh, it to RJ underscore Marcel. You can see my blog on there and just tweets about wrestling and stuff like that. Um, I can't wait for WrestleMania. I hope you guys are excited as I am. And let's go, baby. Like I said before, like we were just talking about SummerSlam. I mean, this is not our final show, but it is before WrestleMania. SummerSlam, you, me, Mike, Arden. Arden. I'm going to bring John along with me. We've already got two tickets. It's going to be like the the five-pack challenge. Is that five people? I think it's six. No, no, it's five Five people. Five-pack challenge for SummerSlam in Brooklyn. If you're going to be there, if you're not, too bad. It's going to be a show for the ages. But first and foremost, WrestleMania on Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a show. And I did have a direct... 
um, a, a directive to plug this show. It's from PW247.net. They're having a live after show at the C&J Sport Bar right in Santa Clara, right after WrestleMania. If you want to check it out, streaming live on PW247 immediately following WrestleMania. My boy Nick, they're having a great show. Him and everyone else, the rest of the gang from PW247. Make sure to check out the show right after WrestleMania. And that's about it. NextAirWrestling.net. No more, none of this dot .weebly shit. It's out the window. Finally bought the domain. Lost control of it for a while, but I got it back. So that is officially signed as well as just like Lesnar has signed on the dotted line for WWE for the next few years. But um, yeah, like I said, WrestleMania 31 on Sunday. Make sure to follow on Twitter at WrestleRant, Facebook at Graham Houston Matthews, at RJ underscore Marceau for all the WrestleMania tweets live from Endicott College. Definitely as live tweeting it. during WrestleMania, people. That's, that's Absolutely have that's to. WrestleMania is going to, Twitter is going to implode during WrestleMania, WrestleMania. time. It's going to be huge, but I'm very much looking forward to it. But as always, guys, have a great week. And enjoy WrestleMania on Sunday. We'll catch you back here live next Tuesday for a two-hour spectacular, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 Central Time, live365.com, backslash stations, backslash ECTV73. Catch you guys then.